Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 149 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Mad Narb. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Shelby Plyler. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Educational decree number 24. What the heck? It's because that was in its way. Ah, Proper. 24. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to pounce your way through the details before we begin. (laughs) It makes me think of the um, (laughs) line. Oh yeah. Or Tigger. Except you say bounce, but he pounces and bounces. Yeah. And springs and things. Tell me some profits. Okay. I will. Thanks, Mouse Deals. So, some fun news. This is just a little fun trivia fact, really, but it is the 10 year anniversary of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando. Really? Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Wow. My whole soul literally hurts right now. Yeah. Katie. How was it? Ten? ten? You're ten. almost 30. No. <laughs> no. Ten. I'm still, I know. <laughs> I'm still the young one here. So. Baby Yoda's older than you. That's cool. That. It opened. <laughs> if it makes you feel oh, any And actually, that. it's 10 years today, the day we're recording it. So it opened Whoa. on June 18th, 2010. Whoa. Happy birthday. That's bananas. Too bad Alana's not here. She loves singing happy birthday. Aw. Oh and some of the um, Harry Potter film stars that were there for the grand opening ceremony included Daniel Radcliffe, what? Rupert Grint, Bonnie Wright, James and Oliver Phelps, Matthew Lewis, and Tom Felton. So 10 years ago, they helped open the doors to so uh, Hogsmeade. So wait, you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Radcliffe was at the park, <laughs> but couldn't record his voice for anything. Well, he did for Hogsmeade, but just not diagonally. True. Because it is actually him on the Forbidden because Journey. <laughs> if you Because if you think about it, when the Wizarding... Well, I don't what that ride's like <laughs> when uh when universal opened hogsmeade the films were still being filmed it's not his 
voice in the train. That wasn't that wasn't there though. Not, but that wasn't there then. Whatever. <laughs> um, also, fun fact. Where Hold on. Ever? What was I gonna say? Yeah, I don't know. Well, hmm. she would have been in college. I think. She, I don't know. School. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> School. <laughs> such a well, she is our age, and we were twenty ten years ago. This is true. That's college age. What's math? This is true. So yeah, um, Hogsmeade was open, and that was the very first taste of Universal's. Uh, How long were those ones? It was insane. And I just want to. I just want mm-hmm. to. I always like to throw this little tidbit of information out. Universal was gonna close. That's true. Like Dunzo, bankrupt. Bye. They were going bankrupt. Harry Potter saved them. <laughs> Have you guys looked at our Discord chat? <laughs> There's Katie Cheesemo. <laughs> oh, <not> oh. <laughs> Miffany. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys I are killing it with your names. They're oh all my god. Hilarious. Oh my That's, god. So anyway, I just want <laughs> to shout out to Universal because they got the rights to Harry Potter and they literally saved themselves and now we get to enjoy the greatness that is the wizarding world of Harry Potter For sure. before our very eyes. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then the other the other little tidbit of news that I thought was pretty cool is Daniel Radcliffe recently was on a podcast. What's a podcast? I don't know. I don't, I don't listen know. to them. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a new podcast called Cunning Stunts, and it is about stunt performers in the industry. So one of the hosts is David Holmes, who was Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double for all of the Harry Potter films, except in the last film, he got injured. Um, I think that something happened with his neck. So he is paralyzed. What? Like, what was he? Like, quadriplegic or paraplegic? Do you know? I don't know. He has some movement in his hands and arms. That's crazy. But, like... Well, just because it happened was where the injury is, like, how much yeah. you can get. It was during movie. filming Potter? Yeah. What scene? Um, I think that it says here, he served as Radcliffe's stunt double on all eight Harry Potter films until he was critically injured during production. On the final entry in the series, Holmes broke his neck performing a stunt and was paralyzed from the chest down. Oh, um, it doesn't well. say exactly when... Um, but any, I, I don't know. I, I can try and find out That's for you guys if you're, if you're interested. But um, so he did an episode with Dan where they talked about stunt performers and how they don't really get enough credit in Hollywood and how uh, Dan believes that they should recognize them at the Academy Awards with oh, their totally. own category. But because they don't right now. Um, and he they also point out. The act Daniel Radcliffe stressed that stunt performers are putting their lives on the line to create art and singled out Olivia Jackson, who lost an arm and paralyzed Mm. half her body during the making of Resident Evil. What? Um, When you go through what happened with Dave or Olivia or the many people we've talked to that have had severe things happen to them, you realize everyone has put their bodies on the line to make the things we love. It seems crazy not to acknowledge that. Mm hmm. Um, if you can't see the art of a brilliant stunt scene, you're just not looking hard enough. I do think there's a snobbery, but sn- 
stunt work is an art form and to do it well and do it safely is really, really hard. So anyway, there's if you guys want to check out the podcast episode, it is live now and it's on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places that you listen. Um, But just look for the episode with Dan Radcliffe and Dave, Dave. Yeah, David Holmes. Cool. So I thought that was cool. I totally agree with that. They should get their own credit. It's surprising. Is there not? Are there not? Are there no awards for that? Like Oscars and things? I mean, there's like cinematography and like that kind of stuff. But that I mean, that's not specific. Why would that? That's such physical work yeah if you know when you if you actually sit through the end if you sit through the end of a movie it's not just short credits like there's so many people that takes to make a movie yeah and they should all be recognized bogus where do i write a letter agreed the academy dear dear the academy (laughs) dear oscar there's a lot of things wrong with the academy awards so you're not wrong correct yeah you're you're right severely underrepresented in many ways yes Mm. Whether it be race, sex, orient- sexual orientation, all that kind of stuff. Severely underrepresented. Yeah. And it's very upsetting and frustrating for yep. a lot of people. But that, on that note, it's uh, Tiffany's turn to tell us what's next. Oh. Did you forget? <laughs> Did I confuse you for a second? No. <laughs> I just don't know how to do it today. You got a new mic. Better do it right. I know. Should we just go old school? Sure. I'm gonna need the book. Okay. It's time for the ra 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 recap. Perfect. You're welcome. That was so good. What if I want a summary? You could do that all you want. It's a summary. Summary. Done. But first, it's the recap. All right, so last time there was a brand shiny new decoration in the Gryffindor common room was a big old I love you from Umbridge. You mean just new toilet paper? (laughs) (laughs) Is it pink? Does it have kittens on it? Probably. She's the new Hogwarts High Inquisitor. About time, you know what I'm saying? Right? (laughs) This school under control. Scary thing, though, she's on to their plan to learn Defense Against the Dark Arts on her own. So it looks like the only sneak around here right now is Ombridge. Doesn't she know? Right. Sneaky but sneak. Speaking of her, she hurt Hedwig while trying to intercept Harry's letter from Sirius. And that is not okay. Honestly, Ain't that okay. just sickens me. It hurts she me. sickens me. She's a disgusting me. human being. I don't want to say the rest. All right. All right, Sarah. It's a summary. Summary. Give me that summary. Summary. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. beautiful. All right, as usual, Malfoy is being a jerk. Uh, Snape gives Harry no points in potions, and he gets to see Umbridge twice that day, both in Snape's class and in her own. Dang, so lucky. What a great day. He also gets to see Trelawney, who is in a mood. A mood. A mood. And even with Harry being a good Gryffindor, uh, a good boy, I should say, and a Gryffindor, they might not be allowed to play Quidditch. Quidditch. And um, in the Quammon Room, what is wrong with me? Quammon Room. Quidditch. (laughs) In the Common Room, the twins have jokes. And then the trio have a serious conversation that ends with someone throwing a hand. Hands are thrown. Hmm. (laughs) I don't think you're looking at me like you've never heard that term. Throwing hands. I don't know. I know okay. what you're talking about. It's usually people fighting. 
throwing hands. Oh. Throwing mannequin hands. Mannequins actually kind of terrify me for reals, though, a little bit. Okay. So when the trio gets down to potions, potions, Malfoy is discussing how Umbridge gave the Slytherin team permission to play Quidditch right away. You know, there's no problems because my father and all of that. So then he brings up whether Gryffindor would be allowed to play. And Hermione notices that this could cause an issue with the rest of Team Trio. So she tells them, don't rise. It's what he wants. But truly, it is. So Malfoy continues to go on, right? So he's raising his voice louder because, you know, he didn't get Ron or Harry to, like, go at him the first time. So his gray eyes are glittering. Glittering? (laughs) They're glittering. Malevolently. And you know what I just realized as I was writing this? His gray eyes and his gray character. I like that. Boom. Mm. Like it. Did we say any of that before, though? I wrote that in there. Not that I think so. Things are new to me every day, so. (laughs) I like that you actually (laughs) typed, did we say this before? Because I want to know, because sometimes listeners. If we said this before. Will remember (laughs) things better than us. I don't think we have. You're not wrong. Okay. But also, I I don't remember. We've had a hundred and more than 150 episodes. Correct. So I, I don't, I IDK my BFF me. But, like, honestly, I, like, I love how his gray eyes match the grayness of his character. Yeah. I love it. I like that. Does Snape have gray eyes? His are described as, like, black. (laughs) Like his soul. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, his greasy hair. All right. No, but, like. He really needs to wash it. Maybe he's allergic. To what? Water? soap? Maybe. I'm allergic to the sun. Be allergic to okay, soap. I don't think you're legitimately allergic to the sun. A little. You probably know. Yeah. You just have sensitive Ooh. skin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe his head is sensitive to soap. Okay. No. What's I'm going just trying on? to be kind. There will We're... be a soap that he can put on his head and wash that hair. You would really know, wash it with right. conditioner. <clears throat> that ha- that works. Well, I don't know if he has really fine hair, but like I've got curly hair, so I can wash my hair with conditioner and it'll look great. <laughs> Um, anyways, are, let's move I on and talk you, about the actual let's chapter. Let's talk about Malfoy. We're going to be getting a visit from yes, Lady let's Supreme. Talk about me. Just so you know. I am Malfoy. <laughs> Only because my hair is real blonde. So Malfoy goes on to say, if it's a question of influence with the ministry, I don't think they've got much of a chance. From what my father says, they've been looking for an excuse to sack Arthur Weasley for years and ask for Potter. My father says it's a matter of time before the ministry has him carted off to St. Mungo's. Apparently, they've got a special ward for people whose brains have been addled by magic. Ugh. And I said, wrong move, my friend. Because he doesn't only say that. This is where... So Malfoy has his whole, like little arc right i still don't know how i feel about him at the end of the day but right now he's being a turd so he makes quote a grotesque face his mouth sagging open his eyes rolling (sighs) yeah i know exactly what you're thinking of Mm -hmm. crab and goyle they give their usual grunts of laughter pansy parkinson (laughs) she shrieks with glee (laughs) that's a great fart sound something then collided hard with Harry's shoulder, knocking him sideways. A split second later, he realizes that Neville 
has i know i'm gonna cry I no, think. you're gonna make me cry it's like heart wrenching i don't know why i got such an emotional reaction right now because i didn't when i was writing this but neville charges maybe i don't know he ch- charges past him what is wrong with me heading straight for malfoy it's, it's really bad like it's just terrible it's terrible that anyone would do something like that make fun quote of someone that like has i don't want to say issues but like his parents they have specific needs now yes does malfoy know this about no so i go on to ask this question because i honestly don't think he does not justifying but i don't i don't think that it would have stopped him correct I i agree I don't think it matters. I just am curious if like those were his intentions or not. Well, I don't but, think let, they well were. no. But at the I, end of the day, it's still not something that correct, you, correct. Yeah, and it also lets you know that like, any I feel like he's so of person, influenced by his family. Yes, yeah, and he really does is. these things because his dad does them in his you know own adult yeah. way, and this is just a kid way of being an awful person like Lucius Malfoy well, like, is. Th- and like I think that this might Terrible. be a movieism. Well, kind of. I mean, he still gives Arthur, um, he talks down to Arthur a lot in front of Draco, in front of Ron, mm-hmm, in front of Harry, mm-hmm. like in the instances that they run into each other in Diagonally yeah. or at the Triwizard, no, not the Triwizard Tournament. The Quidditch, the World, Quidditch Cup. World Cup. Yeah. So like that whole thing, mm-hmm. it's like second nature Absolutely. to Malfoy. I just think that like, I, I don't know. I just think it's a terrible thing that he does here, like him being Malfoy, like making fun of something like that. You know what I mean? Like they can't help the way they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it's, it's infuriating. It is. And it's infuriating that he has so much influence over other kids as well. And yeah. he's not really that young anymore. Like, I'm not saying, it's is ex- he 15 or 16 here? He's um, fifth. What book is this? Five. He's 15. His that, birthday's uh, in June. He's okay. he's old enough. So, correct. Exactly. No, yeah, I like, agree. Like, I mean, kids Alana's like, age. You're not 11 anymore. You know, that's like, when they you start. Know, you know, you're a solid teenager. Even like, if you were 11, you know mm-hmm. that that's not for right. sure to make fun of someone like that. For sure. Is terrible. Yeah. It's infuriating. But it's almost like, okay. I'm going to give you an opportunity to learn from this when you're 11 and be yes. like, fix it. You're 15 now. Literally no excuses. Like you are just being cruel. Yes. I think it was Isaiah that brought it up that he could very well know about Neville's parents because it one, it was highly publicized and two, Lucius is a death eater. Well, and Bellatrix is there. out now, mm-hmm. right? At this point or not no. yet. No, no. She spoiler. Breaks out at the end of this. <laughs> well, correct. Well, let me okay. tell you why I think that maybe he might not. So Harry realizes that Neville going after Malfoy could put him in some serious trouble. So Harry jumps forward. He grabs the back of Neville's robes. Neville's struggling um, for one more moment, and Malfoy looks shocked. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think too, because we forget, because I think it's the movieism, we forget that Neville's parents were actually tortured after Voldemort defeated or fell. Yeah. yeah, not defeated. Harry defeated him, basically. So, like, that's something like I completely glossed over reading you, the books the first yeah, time. And then you we almost talked about just it. think that it was during the war. And you, it's like, you think, no, like, they you carried on think, after. Yeah. Correct. You almost think that 
um, it all happened like the same day that Harry's parents were killed. Neville's parents were uh, tortured, but it was after. Like the they probably felt safe. And so, well, the thing is, like with yeah. with Malfoy not Guard knowing, let down. Lucius probably at this point he's saying like. I was never part of it. I was imperious. So like, it really wasn't me doing the death eater stuff. Right. Like that mm -hmm. was his excuse. Right? right. Yeah. And how can you prove that? So like he probably didn't want to be associated with his sister-in-law and all of those things that they did after Voldemort was dead. So maybe mm -hmm. it just wasn't a topic of conversation. And he just wanted yeah. nothing to do with it because he was trying to keep the image up of I'm not, I'm not a death theater. I'm not doing those things. Yada, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. if you think about if you think about it, I almost feel like Draco doesn't know that his dad is a death eater until later in the series. He knows that his dad is into the dark arts and that he like believes these things that I would Some say that he knows now. I agree. He now, knows yeah. now. Okay. So yeah. you mean okay, gotcha. gotcha. But you like, mean like at the end of four? Yeah, like I think at the he end of the forest, probably when he finds out, yeah. oh, dad's actually a part of this. More so. Oh, we were covering. Oh, well, this because was a Harry lie. called like, him out. I bet for yeah. being in the graveyard. More so right. a thing where um, his father's always like he's always known. Obviously, he's calling Hermione um, a mudblood in his their second year. Right. So he's always known what kind of um, people his parents are, and yeah, how, what basically what he's being taught right now right um and so i think that maybe he didn't know how far into it because his father at that time before voldemort's coming back and before the rising and all that other stuff he um his father's playing the role of like i was imperious it wasn't me i was never a death eater and then once voldemort's back and he's back like being in his death robe garbs then he finds out and he's like oh no you're a liar uh, and we are Death Eater family now. Yes. And we're. So yeah. something, and I feel kind of weird for bringing this up, but something that I was just thinking about was, so if we go on and think about Malfoy and Cursed Child, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have all these things. We know that we say it all the time. You're a product of your, of your environment, but you also can make your own choices, especially when you're Draco and you see at the end of Seven, they're sitting in the Great Hall, Luscious, Narcissa, Draco. They're all sitting there and no one's paying any kind of attention to them. So I wonder in that moment, you know, how he changed. But then I also wonder about karma. And Draco didn't necessarily have an easy kind of life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So what do you think about that being a factor? A factor of what him changing him late him off. later in life. I, I mean, he I suffers some epic wife, losses. I, I think his wife influences him a little bit. I agree, and I think too oh, that a lot like, of he it. realizes. I think going through what he went through, like um, in like the sixth and seventh year and everything, you know, um, yes, you're a product of your environment, and yes, like realistically, like racism and bigotry, all of those things are taught. You know, Correct. you aren't yep. born hating people. Like that's not a thing. Right. Um, right. And so he has been taught his whole life that muggles and muggle born people and even half bloods are, are less than he is, which isn't a thing. Um, and then I think he slowly sees, and I think having someone like Hermione in his class who is so gifted, but at the same time, like she works hard not to say that, that if she didn't work hard, she still wouldn't be brilliant. She's smart. Um, and I think that part of her thing is she works so hard to prove herself that because she's a muggle born, 
Like she's like, I can still do this and I can almost do it basically better than everyone else. But um, I think that he slowly learns how wrong his parents are, but it's also hard to unteach yourself those things. But even, even in like the cursed child life, you know, um, he does say, right. That Asoria, like his parents didn't like her because she was more like, didn't care about blood status and didn't care about these things. So you do see him like choosing a different path for himself. But like, I mean, there's still things like, obviously, I mean, I don't think he could control which house his kid goes in, but like, he didn't care that his son was best friends with. Well, and also like there are plenty of good traits of Slytherins. Yeah. And it's all about what you act on. And I think that with Draco, I think that sixth and seventh year obviously is a huge turning point for him because he sees he sees a lot of the negative side of mm-hmm. what he's on the side he has you know quote, I think chosen he really or really changed. forced into i think he really started to change right on that tower with dumbledore absolutely his um, want, I feel he like was, it was putting even before that. he I was agree that it's before he still followed through though I, fear, but, I, maybe. but I think it was fully out of I think fear. I think it was one of those things where like he through. he's he's going through the year. Um at and first he's he like, I'm so I mean, cool. and like the thing is like he doesn't know he doesn't know what I mean he to gets do. he gets scared and he does admit, especially um he admits to Dumbledore um after Dumbledore said that he was surprised that, you know, he let these people in. Um especially Greyback coming into a school full of his friends. I feel like Draco but, didn't even think about that. Though. Well, no. And he said he didn't know that he was coming and he started to put his wand down. Um, yeah. If, you know, I, I think it would have been a completely different ball game. Well, and do we know, and I know for me, like I've read like a lot of fan fiction or whatever. And, and I don't know how true it is that like, were his parents being threatened? Like not specifically his father, but more so like were you know what I mean? Like, was he doing this? Obviously, like, I think with a Voldemort kind of a situation, it's like life or death. So either you're going to do what I want you to do or, or you're, you're just going to die. die. Well, or like, I'm going to torture your parents or well, your mom. You know what I mean? So the reason Voldemort had Malfoy do it was it was directly a punishment yes. for Lucius and yes. his shortcomings. And Voldemort, I think, knew Draco could not follow through on this. Absolutely. And that well, is why I think why he was, was banking on him not to do it to agreed. punch them more. No, that yeah, yeah no, sure. he was hoping that he would die in the process. Although it was very foolish of Voldemort to think that Draco would die in this process. Dumbledore would have never killed him. Well, I agree. I think that Dumbledore And it never would have gotten to a point even with a weakened wandless Dumbledore, he used his words to get out of that situation is that Dumbledore's ghost coming <laughs> and like, no I, I think too that like that whole situation was just completely changed by um, obviously by Snape like they Voldemort never would have seen that coming he never would have thought that Dumbledore would know what was coming and that he would have a way around protecting draco like i feel like voldemort just kind of assumed that it would turn into a thing where dumbledore would protect himself which i agree with you tiffany that dumbledore never would hurt a student 
even faced in that situation, he I, would never. I, agree. I think that there's a lot of people that underestimate Dumbledore in senses where, like, right now in the book, like, Fudge thinks he's out for his job. Mm. Not true. Dumbledore doesn't want your job. Or, like, Voldemort thinks, oh, he's going to try to save himself because that's what he would do. But that's not how people are. I think, you know, Harry going out in the woods, he's thinking, he's just going to come out and I'm just going to kill him. Or, like, we're going to fight. But, like, Harry's himself. He does not himself. think far enough ahead in a situation. Well, but he I only, also, he only thinks about what he would do. I, and what, what he saying. thinks is important. Yeah. You know, and what he, he, thinks he is can't imagine, thing. you know. Well, Dumbledore says that he can't see love. Yes. Yeah. He, can't, I, he can't grasp, like, someone just being like, you know, Dumbledore would never. Like, if there was a bullet, I'm sure he'd jump in front of it in front of any student, regardless of who they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, it's just. It's a lot. I don't know what we were talking about. Draco's situation with like <laughs> karma and stuff. No, but I, but I, I. Yeah, nobody directly answered my question. What's your question? Do we believe in <laughs> karma with Draco? Yeah. Well, in general. Like karma I believe in, in karma. Yeah. I believe in karma. Yeah. But I also think that like, I, I genuinely believe that people can change for the yes. better. I mean, I guess and for the worse, but like, I think that it's just, he grew up in such a, like a. Uh, not a sticky situation but like obviously like you see his parents were very much and regardless if his mom had the dark mark or whatever um on her they were very much in that group and like his father was like almost the right hand man you know what i'm still not answering what i'm saying is i just (laughs) think to in my mind and i guess in my head canon that like he wanted to be a better person and i think that if you truly want that like regardless of the bad things that you've done like and yes he's done some terrible things but like i think he was truly remorseful and therefore you think it was just life yes i agree with that like i mean i think if he was like his father like yeah you got what was coming to you because you weren't remorseful and you still believe these things and i think draco was trying to change but at the same time like you can't totally change your personality if he's always been a richard he's still gonna be a richard <laughs> he might just not care about blood status anymore you know and what I, I mean like, I, he's still gruff and he doesn't maybe know how especially because like we don't know how we grew up we don't know how he processes his feelings and his and and you know maybe his parents were very cold and like they didn't hug a lot and they didn't talk about their feelings so now as an adult you see it's like hard for him to sit down and really it's hard for harry to do that too because he never had that either i think narcissa was very much a loving mother to him you think absolutely i don't know i I think i think think narcissa would depend on the situation because i think if she's in front of lucius she's Mm -hmm. not gonna be i agree I mean, but I'm sure that they have, you know, there's all those things are like real men don't cry and like, you know, toughen up stuff like that, which like, like, I can't see Narcissus standing up to Lucius if he says those things. And I feel like Lucius would be like, we're Malfoys. We don't act this way. You know what I mean? Behind the scenes, you think she's like behind the scenes, she would be loving to him, but placed in a situation with Lucius right next to her. She would just fall in line with what he was saying. Well, I don't think she gave a hoot at the end, though. No, right. no, I, I think at that point, she's like, you must have our family enough. And you're the reason that like now my son has had this horribly traumatic experience of going through and getting a dark mark. And now he's like tainted for life because of this. And like now people are going to for the rest of their lives. It's like, oh, that's a Malfoy. He has a dark mark. He let the people into Hogwarts. And Draco even says that stuff in Cursed Child. Like his name's a curse, you know? Yeah. Delicious. yeah and i Just feel like about karma talking about karma like mm-hmm. lucius got what was coming to him because 
yes, he didn't lose his son the way that Voldemort intended him to, but he kind of did lose his son in a way because he married Astoria and then decided to distance. And I think that that, um, it just is shocking to me that he couldn't change even after all of that. It's sad. There are definitely people who are like that. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> what else about Draco? <laughs> uh, I do want to say, um, yes, this goes back into the flow of the chapter. Isaiah, and I thought about this too, mentioned um, maybe Draco looks shocked. Not Maybe he could still know about Neville's parents, but he looks shocked because Neville would never do something like that. Like that's Pretty so, brave. yeah. You it's very, well, not that he dude. would never do anything. He hasn't done anything like that yeah. yet. He, yeah. uh, he would assume that Neville would stay in the just background, be mad about it, just mm-hmm. take it and walk away. And you know what? Here's the thing about Neville. Yeah, he would do that and he would get his tush handed to him, right? But not by Malfoy. You know what I mean? Like he's not at this point in time, he's got his little cronies that would beat him up for him. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. like, mm-hmm. if you're going to fight, don't send your people, you and me. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not saying I don't actually, like, I don't, don't do this. Like, <laughs> I've never actually gotten to a physical altercation with anyone. Except for my sister, but that's different, you know, sibling stuff. But I've never actually, like, <laughs> hit her. You know what I mean? Be nice to your siblings. It, well, we're old now. We don't fight. <laughs> we don't fight. We don't fight. <laughs> when we were kids, a little bit. You know, as kids do, but. All right. So here we go. And I said, all right, so. <laughs> Ron manages to help uh, Harry drag Neville backwards. Crab and Goyle are being typical cronies, and they're flexing, which made me laugh. So dumb uh so finally neville is back to the gryffindor line and he's sputtering words like not funny don't mungos show him because it's not funny it's so sad so snape comes in Boop, 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 boop. is that what no, you do boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> and so snape nicely takes 10 points from just the gryffindors for fighting Super unfair, but, you know, that's uh, his M.O. So Harry is trying to tell Neville why he did what he did, because Neville would have been crushed by them because Crab and Goyle, you know, they're huge. But honestly, I think Neville could have put up a pretty good fight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think they would. Especially when you're driven by passion and adrenaline. Yeah. Yes. So Ron says, what in the name of Merlin? Merlin? Was that about? Did you know Merlin was a Slytherin? Yeah, we oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry doesn't answer him. He knew exactly what um Neville. No, he knew exactly why the subject of people who were in St. Mungo's would, you know, upset Neville. At this point in time, Harry's such a good friend because you know he really kept his word, didn't he? Yeah, and there are some people that wouldn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they would go immediately to their friend and be like, "Guess what I?" Heard? Especially to friends like Ron and Hermione. Yeah, like those are his bits. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Best friends forever. Best, Best friends forever. forever. Best friends forever. Ring. SpongeBob. Yep. So <laughs> she says with disdain. <laughs> yeah, get out. He had sworn to Dumbledore. That he would not tell anyone Neville's secret. Now, don't get that confused with the movie. Because it was Neville was the one who told Harry in the movie. But no. I was like, what are you telling me? Alas, it's his earwax. (laughs) Even Neville did not know that Harry knew about that. He didn't know that they knew that they knew that, you know, knew you. Yeah, no, I know. I know. So the trio goes in. They sit at the back of the class. They take out their things. And they take out 1,000 magical herbs and fungi. 
because that's their book this year. So there is a guest in potions class today, everyone. Oh. Yeah, it's like the worst. <laughs> it's just the best day ever. This is like a double whammy. What is that one book? It's like the most like terrible, most bad. Day oh, the it Alexander. No good, very bad day. Yeah. The teacher would know it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So Umbridge is observing his class today, and Harry thought something very funny. Quote. Snape and Umbridge, the two teachers he hated the most, it was hard to decide which one he wanted to triumph over the other. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just saying I would pick Snape. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, he's a lesser of two evils. Absolutely. So they're making a strengthening solution, and Snape writes the directions on the board for the class. Oh, hey, that's the Half-Blood Prince. Maybe you should uh, make that potion right. But, like, this is what I like to point out when people are, like, talking about him being a bad teacher. I'm like, yeah, but he was actually very gifted in potions because he never actually taught out of the book where... And the potions turned out great, you know what I mean? And then... Because things we say about Hermione. Hermione struggles with Slughorn as the teacher. Crush it. Yeah, because she's like, this is what the book says. Or whatever. Crush it. Don't cut it. Yeah. So a strengthening solution is a potion that grants the drinker immense strength. It's basically Hulk smash. (laughs) Is it, like... Is it the... What gives you, like... (laughs) power in like a mushroom when you're little a little mario and you eat a mushroom you become a big mario <laughs> <laughs> i love you- when sarah talks video games i know i saw this kid um had a mario birthday and they had like a thing on the door and he tapped the star and then he started running like running around yeah. his house and then he hit a wall and like fell backwards oh and the caption of it was like it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he hit the star before because he probably wouldn't have made it if he ran around first and then hit the star. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. my gosh. It's cute. You're funny. So this potion is brewed in at least two stages requiring several days to mature in between. And two of the ingredients used to make the potion are salamander blood and powdered griffin claw. I don't want to be powdered with you. Yeah, that's a weird... That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) So it is turquoise in color, and the difficulty level is moderate to advanced. It's mentioned in the Order of the Phoenix video game. It's mentioned in Deathly Hallows movie video game part one. Movie video game. What am I talking about? It's also in Hogwarts Mystery. Who's still playing that? Not me. Wait, which one is the mystery not one? I said the cat on your phone. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm not playing it. Yeah, I'm super not playing it. <laughs> so yeah, that's what they're making today. So Umbridge is spending about thirty minutes making notes while sitting in her corner. Harry really wanted to hear her question, Snape, though. <laughs> so he's becoming a little bit careless with his potion. Hermione's trying to help him. It needed salamander blood, and he almost put in pomegranate juice. I said, what? Why do you have pomegranate juice? It's so weird. That is it, pomegranate. Is it the commercial for pomegranate juice? It's the juice of the gods. I swear. That's what the yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just had right. a bottle of pom. I don't know. But a I, bottle of pom in his bag. I just think it's really funny that you know, like that's Tiffany, what he almost confuses. He's the chosen one. He's got to <laughs> drink the juice of the chosen one. You're not wrong. But I am the chosen one. Pomegranate is really good. It is. Jinx, yummy Coke. Jinx, yummy Coke. Coke. (gasps) Times two. Okay. (laughs) That escalated quickly. It was out of control. How about we both get Cokes? How about you you have to get them? Okay. How about we just podcast and talk about Harry Potter? Okay. All right. 
So Harry is still keeping an eye on Umbridge. And finally, the moment came. And Harry was super pumped to listen. Oh, here we go. That was really nice. I know it's really really good. (laughs) Well, the class seems fairly advanced for their level. (laughs) Oh, I got goosebumps. She said badly to Snape's back. She said it to Snape's back. (laughs) She's probably afraid of him. She's probably like two foot shorter than him as well. Uh, Can I talk to you? (laughs) That's how I talk to people. Anywho. Excuse me, tall skyscraper. Honestly, Uh, that's how I feel like I am in life. Can you do it in Harry's voice? Yeah, Mm. please. What? Just one line. What? What do you mean to say? Whatever you're gonna read. Yeah, this is it. not Harry talking. I know, Marty but Potter. it'd be funny. Think about Harry reiterating it to Ron and Hermione. Yeah. Uh, though I would question whether it's advisable, man, to teach them a potion <laughs> like the strengthening solution, man. I think the Ministry would prefer it if it was removed, man, from the syllabus, because that's not cool, man. But like, why? Why does it need to be removed? Because it gives you strength. Strength. That's stupid. Can you like get over it? (laughs) Are you talking to me or her? (laughs) I don't know. Anybody? What? Hmm? Oh. Where was I? You threw me off with Bart. Strengthening solution. Remove it from that syllabus, Snapey Snape. So Snapey Snape says, (laughs) no, he straightens up slowly and he turns around to look at her. So all of this is said to hurt his back. (laughs) I think it's really (laughs) funny. Um, No. How long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? She asked, her quill poised over her clipboard. How does he talk? 14, 14 years. years. <laughs> you sound like you're well, have an accent. <laughs> 14 years. You have to talk years. like Puffs, Puff Snape. Lola. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 14 years. <laughs> His ex- Is that all he says? I think no, he's, no, he's, he no, talks. Oh, no, no, he does talk because he's like remedial potions. Oh, and he yeah. asks everyone what. All is right, a now I'm in the mood. His and expression no, was unfathomable. <laughs> no, no, that's lotion. lotion. <laughs> Shush, his eyes. Fourteen years. I'm Fourteen years. <laughs> his eyes are on Snape. I lost where I was. Her eyes or his eyes? His nope, it's Harry. Harry. Uh, Harry added a few drops to his potion. It hissed menacingly and turned from turquoise to orange. You applied first for the defense against the dark arts post, I believe? Professor Umbridge asked Snape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Said Snape quietly. <laughs> but you were unsuccessful? This is my favorite line. Snape's lip curled. Obviously. It's so good. <laughs> Even from in the movie. Oh, oh my God. Obviously. Like, he just is like, Annoyed, you know. So, Professor Umbridge scribbles on her clipboard, and you have regularly applied for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post since you first joined the school, I believe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Snape said quietly, barely moving his lips. Like he looked question, very though. angry. It's his passion. I get that, but like Dumbledore's not going to give it to him. Maybe he thought after so many times it would be like trustworthy. Wouldn't he have, like, they have conversations all the time. Why not have a conversation with him? And then Dumbledore was like, dude, you're not going to get They it probably yet. do. You just don't see it in I anybody's know. memories. It just is like. Say goodbye know. to your memories. Not saying, like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't listen to me and don't try to give up. But I probably would be like, all right, I've applied every two years. I still haven't gotten. I've been here for 14 years. I guess I'm sticking to potions. You know what I mean? Do you think Dumbledore doesn't give it to him because he knows it's cursed? I wonder if he's <gasps> just waiting. That's what I always assumed. Oh, I like that. 
like to, until the time is right. You know what I mean? Like he's got a feeling when he's like, oh, it's there's gonna I got be a, time. a feeling. <laughs> there's gonna be a time where he knows that like he's gonna be the the well, uh, yeah, that Dada time teacher is next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I agree. He knows. and then he's the headmaster. And, and I think that when he gives it to him, he probably knows that like stuff's gonna go down at the end of that year so like when know? when was it cursed right like after he after uh, the um first he put time, the right? horcrux in the castle but it's like the first time he applied to be a teacher who snape he no, no voldemort voldemort tom riddle came had yeah. a conversation with dumbledore hid the diadem in the room of requirement and that was like in the 40s right or like it's, late 40s early 50s whatever right so it's been yeah that's a lot of teachers to go through. You're not. That's so, why like, people told him no. Know. That's he's why gotta, Umbridge is there. He's got to know the position is cursed. He's got to <laughs> know that no one lasts more than a year. What is this? <laughs> it's my. <laughs> something funny. I just want to point out that it it's almost let it snow. Let it snow. And I was like, no, it's let it go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She also did that with. Do you want to build a snowman? I was like, that's not, you don't do that. With Alana that lifted my eye yesterday and asked me if I wanted to build a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so not kidding funny. you. Oh my God. She's a, she's a stinker. Uh, so Snape answered her. Yes. That he's been, you know, regularly applying for the job. He looked very angry. Do you have any idea why Dumbledore has consistently refused to appoint you? Asked Umbridge. How do you, how do you speak for him? I suggest you ask him. Said Which is like Snape true. jerkily. Right? Right. Like that's why not, I shall. That's said not Professor Umbridge with a question to answer. Right. Well, she's just trying to get info. Snape questions the relevance of all of this chatter, and Umbridge says that yes, it is relevant. And then she questions Pansy Parkinson about the class. And Harry and Snape, they meet eyes for a hot second and so of course snape's angry so he needs to take it out on someone why not harry potter but i wonder if for a brief moment they're both like she's a complete toad probably i mean yeah and then he's like oh wait i hate your dad correct (laughs) (laughs) so harry's potion smells like burned rubber and so harry gets a zero and he's given homework it's not fair but but you know what harry's zero to hero okay zero to hero just Just like like that that. (laughs) uh so his homework is to compose the potion correctly oh i'm sorry is on how to compose the potion correctly and where he went wrong i was eavesdropping the whole time (laughs) (laughs) well i was eavesdropping on your conversation with umbridge what he really would be like well according to you i went wrong before i was even born and my dad got the girl and not you (laughs) what if he did (laughs) harry would i feel like that's something that harry would totally write if he knew that information at this point Mm mm-hmm I feel like he might have done it where, like, he wrote it as a joke and then accidentally gave him that one and not the real yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. It's my turn, isn't it? All, All right. right so Harry is pretty angry about his potion being wiped. So uh, Snape had already given them homework <laughs> on top of that. And he knows that Harry has Quidditch practice. So Harry's like, basically, I'm looking at another couple of nights of sleepless nights. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at a couple more sleepless nights doing homework is what I meant to say. Let me tell you, 
guess what Sarah would be doing and not doing? Sarah probably would not be doing her homework and would be sleeping. If I'm being honest, though, sleep is important as well. Correct. Very. Um, so ha- Harry suggests as they're leaving potions, he suggests skiving off divination. But Hermione scolds him because he already missed history of magic today and he shouldn't miss too it much. It's not his fault. And if Hedwig I'm was injured and he didn't miss the whole thing. And also you right. can read it in a book. I'm not going to lie. I would have skipped divination if I was in Harry's shoes right now. I would have been like, nope, need to just chill. Yeah. Like if I had had the day that Harry was having, I, yeah, I would be up in the common room chilling by the fire well he says that he wants to skive off of it so that he can do his potions homework now you know i probably would have gone to class and done my potions homework in class (laughs) he probably could have because well i'm about to talk about it so um harry does actually agree with her which i was surprised about yeah he could say he was having a dream about potions right he'd be like (laughs) i just had to write it down i was dreaming about this weird homework assignment that i had to do anyway um so harry and ron get up to divination and harry just feels angry at everybody at this point uh when he sits down in that classroom but trelawney also seems to be in a super bad mood she's in a mood she is in a mood so she like basically throws the books at some of the students like the last one she throws at neville and it like hits him in the chest he falls off his little poof yeah like, <laughs> his little, his little poof. Like, like she's angry um and as soon as she passes the books out to everybody she goes well carry on you know what to do or am i such a substandard teacher that you have never learned how to open a book <sighs> um and Harry kind of puts two and two together here and he whispers to Ron. He's like, I think she got her results back from Umbridge. Uh, so we know Pavarti, Pavati, Parva, Parvati. I always Parvati. say her name wrong. Parvati and um, Lavender are like lab, lab. her, her best teachers, pets. Meow. So um, Pavarti goes up to her and asks what's wrong because she just wants to check on her and i think that's very sweet it is i sweet. agree and trelawney kind of she you can tell she doesn't really want to blab but she does so it's like she starts out trying to be like i'm not gonna say anything and then she does basically so she's like i've been insulted certainly insinuations have been made against me but no there is nothing wrong certainly not i say nothing of six nothing i s- <laughs> she says something. <laughs> Babe, you're cute. What just happened? I, I say nothing. I, I say, I say, uh. I, uh. <laughs> I say, I say, oh. She says, I say nothing of 16 years of devoted service. It has passed apparently unnoticed, but I shall not be insulted. No, I shall not. And Pavardi is kind of pushing. She's like, who insulted you? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the establishment. (laughs) Uh, I love her. (laughs) Those with eyes too mundane to see as I see or know as I know. Um, And then they, I'm pretty sure that they come straight out and say, is it Umbridge? Somebody says, like, was it Umbridge? She's like, do not talk about that woman. Uh, She doesn't want to talk about Umbridge. She asked the kids to just continue on their work. But as she's walking around, like checking on everybody, she's muttering like insults about Umbridge under her breath. Um, And because of her little like mutters, we do find out that she has been put on probation by Umbridge. 
and that's what she's mad about. What tool, tool being umbrage, not. I just, you know, like, like I get people's questioning of Trelawney because, like, she is kind of airheaded, but also. It's not like she's not actually teaching them divination. Like she is genuinely teaching them divination. Correct. Just because you may not believe that she's a seer. In all honesty, do you have to be a seer to teach divination? Is Ferenz a seer? No, he's the centaur who is very gifted in reading. Right. Isn't that kind of what divination is? Like you're reading like the stars and you're doing all these things. So like. I not just, you might yeah. like you know centaurs might be able to do it better than a lot of humans i feel but like that doesn't umbridge, mean humans can't learn how to do it you know what i mean right. like can you though i, I think like, that, like i think it's one of those things where like certain aspects of it like correct. obviously not like premonitions can't be learned but like reading the stars and reading dreams and reading tea leaves can be taught in my opinion and i think okay. that there might be some people that like understand it better like i I'm great at math. You know what I mean? I understand math. And then there's people that don't get it at all. You know what I mean? So there's different people that learn different and have different quote subjects that they learn better and understand better than other people and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like English, I don't really won't lie. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. I think that, I think that Umbridge saw an opportunity for someone who could be walked all over Mm. and she took it. Because she didn't get anything from McG. She's not going to get anything from Snape. She didn't get anything from Grubbly Plank. How are you going to put a ghost on probation? Well, like, instantly yeah. she could see Trelawney. Boyfriend bris- doesn't even know bristle. he's dead. Let's talk about that for a second. Truth. Yeah. She like, could see Trelawney reacting to Umbridge pushing her buttons. Right. Like, so, yeah, she just held attacked. Her cool yeah. for the most part. She, sure. She, she put her foot down. She, she likes getting snappy. her eyes. But like, Umbridge could see that she could control Trelawney. I think oh, yeah. I like I like how you pointed out that like she. I just said like fifty thousand times. I like that you um, like. I just had never thought about it that way where she's using Trelawney because it's almost like an e- it's like, like a easy. power play. She's oh, easier yeah. to get. Like obviously McGonagall's going to stand on her own. Snape is going to stand on. You got to like, get as many Grubbly, of their people. Grubbly in. Plank is like. She's not, a sub. Yeah, and she just doesn't like. She's, she's a just sub there that to just do her like job, but she like doesn't hate yeah. Dumbledore yeah. and like you know she's trying to be like. Dude. How do you feel about Dumbledore doing all these Dude. things? And she's like, I love him. You Gru- know what I mean? Grubbly Plank is literally me at work. What do you she think about cool. this? All right. What do you think about this? Okay. Like, like I just you know when you point out, the I'm not going like, to talk about someone behind their back. Like yeah. you can push and prod all you want. My true thoughts and feelings are not going to leave my mouth. Yeah. And I like, I like, I've never thought about like that where she, unfortunately Trelawney's just easier. If she was easy prey. And yeah. I feel like using Trelawney to like get under the other teacher's skin was her game. So she's like, well, Trelawney's easy. I'm going to show that I have control over something so that all of these people that didn't back down at all in my questioning will see that I'm serious about this. I'm going to fire her. Because that's her end game here, obviously. I'm going to do this so that they see that I have the power to do this. But here's where she gets it wrong. Now, no matter how... It's like a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about your family members, blah, blah, blah. But the minute somebody from the outside who's not part of your family says boo, 
it's going down. Yeah. Now, no matter what, we know that McGonagall didn't have a whole lot of respect for Trelawney. But when push came to shove, mm-hmm. you, per- you protect your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she knows Ooh, at the I end of the that. day, Trelawney is on her side. She's on Dumbledore's side. Correct. She may be an airhead. They may but, clash and not get along at all, but at the end of the day, but she knew but that there was a the specific, there's a specific Dumbledore wouldn't have her in that position for no good reason. But I also right. think too, with, um, you know, like the enemy of my enemy is my like friend or whatever. I don't know what that saying is. So like, not that they, not that McGonagall and Tron are enemies, but they don't always, they kind of clash a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they both really don't like uh, Umbridge. They they both really don't like McGonagall. McGonagall doesn't like herself. (laughs) So they both really don't like Umbridge. So, yeah, they're going to be like, we're family. We're going to fight. Because even, you know, realistically, a lot of families don't care for each other anyways. But you talk some smack, you're going to meet some hands, some mannequin hands. Mannequin hands. Mannequin hands. Mannequin hands. Does whatever a mannequin hand does. Throwing hands. Mm-mm. Watch out! They'll slap your face. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, I do want to point out again how good it was for Parvati to ask. Yeah. Because teachers yeah, are humans like too, that. and I think a lot of people check on your that. teachers. They're not okay. <laughs> right. Well, some of them are on spring break now, except it's not spring. <laughs> Technically, it is still spring. Well, I guess it is for how many it more is. days? Like two. <laughs> yeah, maybe four. I think too that like we we see that respect with like Harry for McGonagall. You know, like mm-hmm. he basically checked on her at the end of that whole thing he, with Umbridge. He literally know? uses an inf- like an unforgivable curse because the caro spit in so her much. face. Yeah. Yes. Crucio, dude. Crucioed him. Crucio. Really had was, it the, it. was it the boy, Caro, or the... The boy. It was. It was the boy, because the... But I also think the, he's actually a man, because well, he's older. Well, true. The lady, Caro, <laughs> was um. Is he worthy stunned. of being called a man? Well, see, but here's the, the thing, though. Caro. Like, I don't like when, like, someone would call me a girl, because I'm 30, I'm not a girl, Oh, a thousand woman. percent. My old boss used to do that. He'd be like, hi, girls. I'm like... Marty does that all the time, but he always like dials it back and corrects himself. And he's like, "Nope, woman." (laughs) (laughs) So that's why he does, man, and not boy. I don't know if they care about. You know what I like to be called? I care. A lady. (laughs) Is your kid sleeping? (laughs) Oh shoot! (laughs) (laughs) Also, almost said a silly. Oh shoot! (laughs) Oh shoot! Oh well, right. somebody will put her back to, to sleep. <laughs> hmm? We all did the shoot. You didn't yeah. want to do a shoot? I said shoot. What? No, no like fun. Katie did. Megan did. I mean Tiffany. <laughs> Whoa! Hello, my name is Cheryl. <laughs> really, it's Mary Kay. <laughs> do a shoot. I did. Do it shoot. properly. <laughs> okay, that's not cool. But go on. You sound like Hermione's trying to howl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What are you doing? Saving your life. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think you said it very <laughs> Saving, your, Saving life. your life. Saving your life. All right, it's yellow. So on the way to Dada. 
Oh, you're already done with your section? Yeah. yeah. We've got shortsies. I added That's half a chapter. I added some things. Tiffany never knows when we're going to go on a long tangent about where vanished things go. This is true. <laughs> I, I don't have a shorter. I mean, go on. Well, Maybe fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Tiffany apparently felt bad that I had a short section, even though it was all good. And mm-hmm. she added some funsies in. So. And here, I would have added funsies into Meg's section, but her notes weren't in. So I couldn't. <laughs> Listen, no, they're in now. They're there. <laughs> so on the way to Defense Against the Dark Arts, I'm Harry, sorry, what? on the way to Dada, <laughs> Harry tells Hermione that um, she, he's like, you and Umbridge actually have something in common. Umbridge obviously thinks that Trelawney's an old fraud, too. Because it looks like she's been put on probation. Um, enter I Umbridge. I like, legitimately feel bad for Trelawney. I do yeah. too. Such BS. Bob Shorts. Bob Shorts. Enter Umbridge, who was, quote, wearing her black velvet bow and an expression of great smugness. Ugh, what? Uh, Not a nice word. Yeah. Get out. Wait, you can't say garbage. Gar- I didn't finish. A rubbish human being. Oh, okay. Oh, garbage. She's well, we garbage. can't say garbage or trash because that's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, rubbish is just the British version of us. Well, we're not British. <laughs> um, I might be. Mostly Irish, but I don't know. Oh, mine does say British and Irish. I'm British. <laughs> so I got a girlfriend. <laughs> I love what's going on in the Discord. They're basically pretending to be us, which is the greatest. So Katie Cheesmo said, now's the portion of the podcast where I wait for the other hosts to finish their thoughts before I do my (laughs) section. (laughs) (laughs) So here goes Umbridge. She tells the class, put away your wands, but no one even bothered to take them out because they know the drill. Uh, And then she tells them, start reading chapter three. And she says, there will be... And the trio together finishes under their breath. No need to talk. So, like, what did how she say to them? There will be, be no, no need, need to, to talk. talk. She what's them? Oh, what's that sh- word <laughs> instructs them, but apparently that's intercuts. I don't know what that means. Um, but how sad is that? That like the whole class is conditioned to know that they're going to have a class not even worth having. Like they're yeah. not learning anything. I would skip that class every single. Time. I mean, what's the if you just read the chapter outside of class? How you're not missing anything? Right. Yeah. Literally. Again. But wait, the day gets even better. After dinner in the common room, here comes Angelina and she tells Harry and Ron, yeah, there's no Quidditch practice. And Harry's like, I swear I didn't lose my temper. I didn't do anything. And she's like, no, I know. Um, but Umbridge just said, quote, she just needed a bit of time to consider. Consider what? Ron is livid because literally what is there to consider? She gave the Slytherins permission without question without any thought so why not them but <laughs> i don't know the link is just funny. Oh. it just is like it's just so dumb like even if she like let everyone but the gryffindor team back like you still can't have like a full quidditch thing like it's yeah. stupid it's it's literally Umbridge, power Slytherin versus Umbridge, Slytherin. i know you're listening to this and we're here to tell you you're dumb and we don't care for you or your attitude. Yeah. Clean it up. <clears throat> so here's a little funsy link that Tiffany threw in there for me from the HP lexicon. Let's learn about the Slytherin Quidditch team, man. All right, gal. <laughs> I'm ready, gal. Can you read it to me, man? All right. They wear green. <laughs> That's literally what it says. Nice. <laughs> 
How many um, players are there? There should be seven. Do they have reserve players, like in case someone gets like? Oh yeah, I would hope so. That's but do they idea. in school? I don't know because they say like Harry says at one point, I can't not play because then we'll have to forfeit. That's true. But Let's then go. in a later time, they do have someone filling. Don't they need Ginny please, Seeker? Yeah. So, Joe, what were you doing? We do. Well, you just fitting in where your narrative fits in. I don't know. So they won the cup seven years in a row until Gryffindor finally came and took it away. So it seems that their strategy often appears to favor brawn over skill. Meg, we got to say about this. And they won't hesitate to use dirty it. tricks or cheating. You need to get on that team and tell them, whoa, that is not what these snakes stand for. Listen, you need to get in just there. The team that we read about. OK, I agree with you. Just saying there's also no girls on the Slytherin team as of. 1995 also not cool lucius malfoy also purchased a whole set of nimbus 2001 brooms for this team in exchange for drago playing seeker back in second year i bet you that um slytherins would have won more if they had women on their team probably true that in the movies though i like that they do have a woman on the team that is true they do mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the chasers yeah is a yeah girl? she's a chaser yeah. she no name yeah at least i think did i make that up I don't know. Hold on. I think I just made that up. I I was thinking thinking of of Angelina. I was too. That's so weird. And she gets blocked by the Slytherins being nasty. Yeah, that's right. I don't think that there are any. Are they gross and nasty? Yep. (laughs) So here's something I didn't remember. So here's some um, known players for the Slytherin team. Miles Bletchley. Bowl. Vincent Crab. And Goyle. They were beaters. Bowl. I know. Bletchley. Bletchley. Oh, that one too. I don't know, Fletchley? but it sounds really familiar. Yeah. What's his name? Justin J. Finch, Finching around. Uh, <laughs> Miles Bletchley. Bletchley. Uh, Marcus Flint, I know. Harper, Terrence Higgs, Draco Malfoy. What? Who? He was on there. Uh, also, Scorpius Malfoy. Not gonna, yeah, not gonna go too far into that. Montague, Adrian Pusey, Uro Urquart. He's just in the Quidditch match. Vasey and Warrington. So names that I do recognize and then some that are older and perhaps. No, those are all from Potter. Potter timeline. They were probably just like mentioned one time or something. Yeah, you don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, So, quote from the book. Harry could imagine how much Umbridge was enjoying holding the threat of no Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Gryffindor Quidditch team over their heads and could easily understand why she would not want to relinquish that weapon over them too soon. So she's literally just playing with them. Because yeah, there is no Quidditch. Like, okay, if you say yes to Slytherin, but no to everybody else, there's no Quidditch. So like, there's no gain to that. So she's just holding it over their head just long enough to be a jerk. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, so here's Hermione that I had to laugh at. And she's like, well, look on the bright side. At least now you'll have time to do Snape's essay. And Harry's like, oh, great. Really cool. No Quidditch and extra potions. I love it. Let's look up at this little little nifty gifty that Tiffany left in here. I thought it was interesting. I'll say this. All right. What Gryffindor's Quidditch team can teach BYU football? <laughs> You don't have to read the whole thing. I just thought that it was really interesting that back in 2014, like a legit article was written about yeah. BYU football comparing it to Gryffindor's Quidditch. Can we talk about how Potter can be put into any part of life? Right. What, what is BYU football? 
Um, is it Baylor? <sighs> no. Is it Baylor? It's not like bring is it your Brigham Young. Uh, <laughs> that Wait, makes sense. It? Brigham Young. Oh, bring your uniform football. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, BYU's definitely like a university, right? Oh. Right. But like, truthfully, we all put Potter in our lives in their own way, in our own way, and I think that's awesome because it Brigham applies. Brigham Young University. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. It, it literally applies to. I apply it to everything every single day in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, did it you is see really that all cool. the youngins are making fun of millennials for using Harry Potter for everything? Yeah, <laughs> they, what? I read Don't something. Care. It was like, and literally, all these things were like totally spot on. They were like, they use gifts like to respond to things, and they say, um, "Doggo, <laughs> Doggo." I say it all the time. And Hogwarts and houses like, I'm are like and I'm legit a big deal. And I'm like, but like legitimately, all I need to know about you is your Hogwarts house, and I can I know a lot about you. Yeah. yeah. Were you gonna say I know if I'm gonna like you or not? Yeah. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say that I know enough. Oh, okay. It's really cool though, like to hear I love hearing someone's house. I know I don't have to justify this to anybody else that's a nineties baby, but I don't know. Yeah. I like it because then I get a basis and then I also understand, <laughs> oh, you like Potter. Yeah. Yeah. You're clearly a cool human being. Right. <laughs> yeah. You cool, you cool. You cool, you cool. So, um, the only thing that's really keeping Harry going today, because, you know, it's been a terrible it's been a day. It, yeah, terrible no good, day. No Very good. bad day. Yep. Um, he is knowing the fact that he's going to talk to Sirius that night. And so he keeps, they're in the common room at this point. He keeps peeking, peeking into the fire to see if he can see Sirius. He can't. Not yet. Um, and he's, like, kind of also trying to, like, do his homework and he's trying to concentrate but um, Fred and George were not helping because they were being loud with their like inventions. So they had finally perfected one of their Skyvang snack boxes, which they were demonstrating for a crowd. And the crowd was loving it. I personally would be vomiting. Yep. Because <laughs> um, so Fred would eat the orange snack bit, vomit into a bucket and he would continue to vomit until he forced down the purple bit of it. And then the vomit would cease to happen. Purple. I don't handle vomit well. <laughs> it's one thing. It's just, oh, oh the question, sound, the noise. Ugh. Question. After you experience that horrific thing, your stomach's a little off for a while, right? It's poor guys. Not poor guys because they're doing it voluntarily. But like. I wonder though, jeez. I wonder though, like if eating the purple thing not only totally stops yes. the vomit but like calms the whole stomach because I know exactly I what like you mean. I like that. I um, like that. Yeah, because it's like after you feel that way, it's like you just feel bad yeah. for hours. Yeah. Um, I like so that. So, friend George are there eating and vomiting and stuff, and Lee is there being a good friend and vanishing the um, <laughs> sick away, basically. Where Better does off. it go? kittens that they vanish oh. bomb kittens no oh god <laughs> i won't lie this is making me very queasy like keep going Just i know keep going. i know it's like a human that like Just is going through. into nursing school i should be able to handle but oof, oh there's several things remember when oh. you threw up on the wall and your mom said you did it on purpose <laughs> i was sick it was halloween um this is and halloween like I, I was laying on the couch and i don't get sick a crazy ton um, and I haven't like gotten sick, like vomit sicking in a long, long time. So I'm laying on the couch. I didn't feel good all day. And I was supposed to make dinner for everyone. And I was like, dad, I'm like, I can't do it. Like I just was super sick. And so everyone comes home. And, then, and my mom who is a nurse does not handle vomit well either. 
and I, <laughs> I don't think anyone I get really up does. from the couch and I start walking fast to the bathroom and like did not make it. And then I'm like on the floor. <laughs> and I'm not like sprawled out. I'm like on my knees and I'm like, mom, mom. <laughs> and then of course she tells me like the next day she goes, and you did it on purpose. You threw up off the wall. I'm like, I didn't whatever <laughs> like i didn't do it on purpose either just ugh. um so and it's noted in the book that he is using the same vanishing he being lee is using the same vanishing spell that snape uses on harry's potions to get rid of you know his potion and the vomit um and i just put this little interesting tidbit by sasa i personally in my life would have had or should the color should be Yes. If it's going to be like a purple, it should be the other side should be yellow, yellow, because according to the color wheel, like if we're talking about Mm -hmm. hair and this is what you learn in hair school, say you have a blonde and it's a little yellow, you tone that yellowness out by using the purple because it's opposite of the color wheel. So they cancel each other out. If you have an orange, truly, if you guys have done some quarantine care, what is it called? Quarantine. That just sounds wrong. Quarantine. quarantine quarantine sounds quarantine. like you're saying corn i know quarantine <laughs> hair color and so you've bleached your hair and it's a little too orange get a color that has blue in it because blue will cancel out some of that orange you got to go opposite of the color wheel otherwise it's not gonna work sometimes the purple can kind of get some of the orangey out but like it's not gonna work as well as a blue because there's obviously some blue and purple but in my head if you're gonna eat an orange the other side should be blue because that cancels each other out. What's but what do I know? I just went to hair school. That's design one hundred and one hair. I need to redo mine. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know opposites, color wheel. Shouldn't be yellow or should be purple and orange. Just my personal life. Um. And I didn't put any of this in the doc, but you can get skyving snack boxes, correct? From yes, can, the Wizarding World. They're and then also weird. googling it. On Amazon, they have like a weird looking thing that's like thirty dollars. So I don't I've know. I've never seen that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's not Prime, but um, it's like <laughs> a metal box that has the Weasleys and it's skiving snack box. The puking pastels don't actually make you throw up. The fever fudge is actually kind of good. What's the other one? And the nosebleed nugget. Mm. <laughs> I don't. We did we get a snack box? Mm-mm. No. We should do that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Next trip. Um, and then like on the wiki, it's just like snack, skiving snack boxes are a range of sweets that make the consumer appear ill. They are among the many products developed by Fred and George and they're sold at their joke shop. Um, and then, you know, you have the symptoms for as long until you eat the other side of the snack, the schnickety snack. Don't talk back. I was just going <laughs> to say that. Um, so Harry is not having the best time focusing on his homework. I also kind of think the common room is probably a terrible place to do your homework. Yeah. Anyways. I would do it, go to the library. Um, Cause you know, people aren't allowed to talk there, but like my thing is, and like, I guess it's different. Cause like with me growing up, I've always been able to like put headphones in and listen to music. I either had like a disc man or a computer or like something that I could, I, I have to like, I can't be like in total silence. Um, and I think if you listen to like certain types of music, it helps you study better. But so he's having a hard time, Focusing on his homework between <laughs> them vomiting into the bucket and it's hitting the bucket, which is ugh, just vomit inducing to me. It's just so I would 
genuinely be violent. I'd be, I'd see myself out by. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> and then people cheering because they are finding this fascinating and fun or whatever. And then Hermione is making noises because she dis- does not approve of what the twins are doing. And Harry's like, this is more... Her doing that is the worst out of all of these things because she like is sitting right by him and she keeps making these noises. She's grouchy. Like, I can just see her being like, oh, yes. And so he's like, finally gets on and he's like, dude, just go stop him because you are annoying me basically. Yeah. And she's like, well, they're technically not doing anything wrong because Fred and George aren't making anyone else eat it. They're eating it themselves and there's no rules against that. So I can't tell them like to stop. Um, wow. So then she comments, um, Harry comments, he wonders like why they only got three OLWs. Um, I don't know what the B is there for. Oh, because, you know, they really know their stuff, but Hermione (laughs) is not impressed (laughs) (laughs) because, uh, you know, she's Hermione, but I personally think that's completely wrong because that's super, like they have to be super talented and gifted and smart to be able to like figure this out and like how long have they been working on it at least from our eyes it hasn't been that long you know what i mean and they've already perfected at least one of them totally um and i think like that's something like hermione doesn't always um sometimes she fails to see the value in things that she herself thinks are not valuable you know what i mean totally um she gets better but i take i mean they all have their um faults yeah and so you know um I kind of feel like it takes her until she sees them in their shop. And I think with Molly as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was Um, thinking her too. And Ron kind of points out because Hermione is like just she sees she feels like they're just doing something that she sees no value in and that like really it's kind of like useless. Um, And Ron's like, but they are making money. So it really does have value and real use like. You know, you need you need people like Fred and George in your life that are mm-hmm. going to bring, you know, fun things and silly things. And um, so life isn't so serious um, because you just need that. Otherwise, life is boring. And like they're smart guys. They just aren't your conventional conventional yeah. uh, like everyday but honestly, like guys. academic people. Yeah. But like think but about the inventions that yeah. we have today and like how certain people were like told um never gonna you know that's either. never gonna work mm-hmm. i don't know why you're doing yeah. this and you know they're going broke and doing whatever building these things out of their garages yeah. and then boom you have apple you know yeah, what i yep. mean it's like just let the people be if yeah. you guys want to see what that garage looked like you can go ride the ride in the epcot ball not anymore no it's they're not redoing it remember that's on hold but isn't it closed? All right. I don't, I don't, the, I, the Epcot ball always freaked me out, which you'd it's think cool. Space Mountain would freak me out because I don't care for space. Sarah lost her phone on Space Mountain. I did. And we had to wait the whole night to get it back. <laughs> it wasn't that long. No, it wasn't. It was and they tracked few it hours. coming to the front yeah. of the park to them. It was a good, it was a good time. <laughs> I love yeah. that ride. Me too. So finally, everyone has gone to bed and it's pointed out that like Fred is jingling his change because he has like a bunch of galleons in there. you're so weird um and it's well past midnight when Sirius finally pops into the fireplace to talk to them so harry immediately tried like because they're like oh what's going on like let's have a conversation and he immediately starts to tell Sirius about uh like what they were doing and Sirius like uh interrupts him 
And it's like, yeah, I heard you're forming a club. And they're like, uh, how do you know that? And, um, so Sirius tells them all about it. Turns out that Harry is still being watched by the order. Mundungus, as we talked about, was the witch under the veil. Uh, and they weren't, they being the order and like Mundungus wasn't able to use the invisibility cloak that was owned by Mad-Eye Moody because that was confiscated, um, with the arrest of Sturgis. Here's my question. Do you think Eric Munch took it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's got to get under there to get to all his secret brunches. With Sirius. The Sirius, get it? Because they're dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. See the Felix Files? Yeah. <laughs> God, I don't even remember what we said. That was a like day. It was the it best. Was all factual. That's all I know. Uh, okay, 100%. Yeah, just the facts. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have said things that weren't true. Give me the Munch facts. He tells Hermione because they were like, shocked uh and he didn't they didn't go to three broomsticks because they didn't want to be overheard and then Sirius is like no that's where you wouldn't have been overheard you were overheard at hogshead and he tells Hermione that she has a lot to learn um and I wonder like how she felt about this because I think she I think she took it to heart I don't know I mean I think so but at the same time I I think sometimes she thinks she's like better than him I don't know Mm. it's just Sarah's thoughts um and so you know she's got a lot to learn harder to hear over here at the three broomsticks and then um i love that sirius also gives ron a message from his mother and i'm going to read it and this is a quote it says she says on no account whatsoever are you to take part in an illegal secret defense against the dark arts group. She says you'll be expelled for sure. And your future will be ruined. She says there will be plenty of time to learn how to defend yourselves later. And you are too young to be worrying about that right now. She also advises in this point, he's looking now at Harry and Hermione. She also advises Harry and Hermione not to proceed with the group, though she accepts that she has no authority on either of them and simply begs them to remember that she had their best interests at heart. She should remember this later on in the book when they're fighting about it. Hold on. She would have written all of this to you, but if the owl had been intercepted, you'd all have been in real trouble and she can't say it for herself because she's on duty tonight. Tip tip. Here's the thing about this. I'm going to go back to your quote. It's not my quote. I'm going to go back to Molly. Sarah said it. Through Sirius's quote. She says there will be plenty of time to learn how to defend yourself later and that you are too young to be worrying about that right now. This is Harry's everyday Mm -hmm. life. I don't think she gets that, though. She does not. But I often wonder, what would had she known, she would have still wanted to keep him a kid as long as she could. Yeah. I think it's just something because that's what you do as a mom. You want to keep them little and innocent. Yeah. And I think that she doesn't grasp yet that really he's not innocent anymore. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. He's and yeah. And as much as, yeah, they're kids. um, They are, but there's not, not, there's not going to be time. Yeah. Like, you know, and and, and in this kind of a war world that they're living in. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you see, we, she, she, there's going to be another conversation later on with this whole thing and her not wanting them to be a part of it. Mm. Um, and even before, you know, when the meeting and telling Harry things and then literally like Ron's like, he's going to tell us anyways. And like, Harry's like, yeah, I would, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that this too, and like, I'm not by any, I'm not by any means 
like saying that what Molly is saying here is bad. Mm-mm. But I think that this is just proving that she is in denial about about their role in this Correct. war. Their role, well, I yes. Don't know if she's in denial. Yeah, she's I not don't denial think she really about the gets war. It. She wants to delay well, it. I don't think she realizes how important Harry is to all of this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because Dumbledore really is the only one that truly, at this point in Snape time, Snape doesn't even know at this moment. Correct. Right. So I nobody think that, knows until the seven how important Snape he doesn't. Is. Well, no, Snape doesn't know until Dumbledore's dying. Yeah. Well, true. Which is basically. And, and you know how but secretive six. you know how secretive <laughs> well it's the beginning is. of six ish middle but even, it's before everyone else who could just say that <laughs> y'all are like it's this page <laughs> it's on page 50 <laughs> no it's 51 <laughs> it's actually 54 <laughs> no but like but also we have to think that molly knows what it's like to lose loved ones in this war yeah yeah, yeah. And like, that's yeah. the thing, like everybody has a different perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like the last time Molly did not, she herself did not fight in it. Like, and neither, I don't know if Arthur did. I don't think he did really, but like her brothers both died. Correct. Fighting this. Yeah. And this time around, you know, not that she, she, obviously she was in it in the sense where like her family was directly impacted from it and directly like in it the first time, yeah. but now it's even more. And then she's having, Yes, Ron or Harry and Hermione aren't her kids, but like Harry's another son to her. So like she just doesn't want ideally she just doesn't want them having to do with it. And if I think, you know, and I would say this is true about probably any mother of like a soldier, you know what I mean? Are they super proud of their their kids going and fighting for our country? I'm going to assume they are. Absolutely, because I think that's an amazing thing to really be brave and do that. But do they always also want them to do that? No, they want to keep their kids home and safe. But they, they also can understand, every yeah. Moment and I just think that's a, a it's a yeah. parent thing, right? Um, and she just doesn't. I think she doesn't want to believe. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a hard situation to be in where she doesn't want to believe they're going to have to fight. Uh, and she probably at this moment in time still believes that the adults are going to take the brute of the fighting and they're going to be able to force the kids to stay at home whenever the real thing happens mm. and keep them all safe. When in reality, um, honestly, Harry, Ron and Hermione are going to have to do the most oh, yeah. out of anybody. Yeah. But a, she doesn't know that. And B, even if she did know that, she would still at this moment in time be in denial about it and trying to avoid that at all costs. I yeah. can't even imagine her reaction had she known, like, the plan. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, you know, she just wants She'd to be appalled. She probably would not to, like, have let... been part of the order. I think yeah. she would have been totally against the order if she knew that Harry had to die. She would be like, hold on, what? No, I think, that I don't can't think she'd be the, be the only, only one that would. I think a lot of people would be upset with that. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, I also think that like it it needed to be the way it did for it to work out the way it did. Absolutely. You know I mean? Um. Yeah, Dumbledore knew that too. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> so he can't tell. He being serious cannot tell them what Molly is doing that night. You know, just order stuff. You know, she's just on Amazon. NBD. Just kidding. <laughs> He's ordering stuff. I get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. Online shopping. <laughs> He also wants them to tell her that he did tell them because he's sure that Molly does not trust him. Mm. And so Harry kind of tries to confirm like, oh, okay. So like, you don't think this is a good idea either. And he's like, 
what are you talking about? I think it's a great idea. Because really, he and James probably would have done something similar. Yeah, yeah Because sure. they would also hate having to be taught by an old hag like hag like umbridge well not only that but like especially like coming from having a professor like remus and um judy honestly like they learned a lot from judy well like in two if you think about it like when when sirius and james and all of them were in school they were facing something similar where like there was all of these things and that was the first wizarding war. Mm-hmm. So like they know what it's like to be in school and wanting to learn how to defend yourselves in yeah. case something happened. Yeah. Um, and so maybe he's even thinking like, I can't imagine not being able to have the tools and the, the knowledge to defend myself. Um, so then Harry is surprised because the year before Sirius was not wanting, not wanting him to do anything risky, but then Sirius reminds him, well, okay, last year there was someone like probably in the castle trying to kill you. It seemed like they wanted to get you. I'm going to get you. And then <laughs> this year they knew, they know that there's, they're obviously they being Voldemort's out in the real world and he will kill you. And he, that's his goal is he wants to get you. And he and the Death Eaters are not going to stop like oh you're not Harry we'll let you go no they're just gonna kill people they don't care so like it's a little bit of a different situation you should learn to defend yourselves because you will need it and also like Sirius again knows what it's like to live on the outside when Voldemort's at large and doing all these things and how you really should know at least things to be able to defend yourselves so then Hermione asks about being expelled and she just kind of wants Sirius's idea because Harry's like, um, but this is like your idea. So like, why do you care suddenly about being expelled? Um, and Sirius's reply says, he says, well, better expelled and be able to defend yourselves than sitting safely in school without a clue. Mm. And like, maybe that's even like a bit of foreshadowing because they aren't going to be safe in school in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bad yeah. dudes are coming. They're going to get you into school. They I don't know why I just said it. Um, and so then they're kind of talking about where they would be able to have these secret meetings. And immediately Sirius is set. Sirius says, how about the shrieking shack? Um, Cause it was very helpful to him and his friends mm-hmm. and it worked well for them, but yeah. it would really be impractical for this group of 28 people because yeah, like with tiny. just four of them, they had the invisibility cloak. They could all transform into animals. And as far as they know, none of them are animaguses, anime guy, whatever the word is, <laughs> several of them. And again, there's 28 of them. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's probably like true. And then he talks about, there's a pretty roomy, roomy secret passage on the fourth floor. That's like behind a mirror or something. And Ron tells them, that Fred and George told him um, that it was blocked. So that's not good either. And so, so then Sirius starts to talk again. Um, and then, and this is from the book, it says he broke off. His face was suddenly tense, alarmed. He turned sideways, apparently looking into the solid brick wall of the fireplace. And then he vanishes and they're all like, uh, Sirius, like, where'd you go? <laughs> um, and suddenly there's a hand in the fra- frames, in the flames, groping oh. like it was trying to grab something. And it said in the book, a stubby, short fingered hand covered in ugly old fashioned mm. rings. So seeing the hand, the three kids kind of just get up and they book it towards their rooms. And you like in my mind, is. like the way yeah, I thing thought from it, the Adams family could be. <laughs> 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 
They're creepy. No. <laughs> so um, the way it's like the last chapter uh, paragraph, I mean, like Harry runs up to the stairs and he like turns around when he's like at his door and he could still see the fireplace, which in my mind is not how the common how room is laid out set up. Yeah. Um, but he can still see Umbridge's grubby little hand grabbing right where Sirius had Sirius's head had just been. What was she going to do? You Turn them in. Get the galleons. Like, can you Think yank someone that. out of a fire? I, I I don't know. Or was she just trying to, like, hurt him? Get him out? I don't know. Either. Bananas. Read me some questions. We got some. All right. Courtney asks, was Neville going to punch or curse Draco? Punch. Oh, punch. Fully physical. Baby. No, yeah, this yeah, is going to be punch. a physical fight. Um, Jess asks, how do you think Draco found out about his daddy being a Death Eater? I think it was the end of fourth year. When or how? It was a question. How? How? I think it was just like, I'm a Death Eater. Yeah, I know. Maybe he came <laughs> home in his little Death Dude garb and he was just like, oh, cool. Not. Nah. Dad, <laughs> what's this mask? What's this mask? Yeah, I think that it was probably super like informal and Lucius was just like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. We'll get you fitted next year, kid. For real. Oh. On the for real, for real. Um, Truffles, if you had to change your childhood in any way, how would you? I wouldn't. I agree. I had a great childhood. I don't think that I would either. Whenever I think about because when I was a kid, I used to think I really wish my parents never would have gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. That was like my one thing. But I wouldn't be exactly who I am today if things didn't happen exactly how they mm-hmm. were supposed to happen. So I wouldn't change anything. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Meganisius asked. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think Dumbledore didn't try to intervene in these teacher evaluations as a way to stall the ministry with them wasting their time with teachers instead of going after him? I think he just doesn't want to kind of make any sort of ways because... Y'all, he is real busy right now, if you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think he just, like, at this point, you know, you see later on. He steps in when he needs Yes. They fire, they being Umbridge and the ministry, fires Trelawney. He's like, sure, you have the power to remove my my teachers, but guess what? You don't have the power to hire someone. Here comes the rent. I want, I literally want that drawn. I want, (laughs) you know those comics where Dumbledore's just, like, completely outrageous? Yes. I want like that kind of a style with the woo 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 woo. But I also feel like he'd be moonwalking away, being like woo 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 woo. And I need him to be in rainbow robes. Yes. That would be oh epic. Oh my god, yes. And I just need it. I need it to be done. And I want to. I want to frame it. So I'm gonna need you to mail it. <laughs> what was I saying <laughs> about? Uh, oh shoot. About- oh yeah. So he honestly like. He knows that there's a legality to everything and that, you know, he can't overstep, blah, 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 blah. But he knows where he can, like, really, like, find that loophole and make it come out to a Hogwarts victory, if you will. So, um, you know, that's why that whole thing about, like, yeah, you can fire my teachers, but you don't have the right to send them packing, I guess. Or replace them. And 
unless I can't find somebody. And I'm going to do everything in my power to find somebody. So now I'm going to put your worst nightmare in here so you can, you know. Yeah. Wait, Sandow's are her worst nightmare, like forensics? Half breed. Yeah. He's she a- is a half breed. Well, a toad and a human. <laughs> oh the worst. Um, okay. Sarah. Also, wait, how is a centaur a half breed? They're a centaur. Well, because a centaur they're a like, that's just because human. Because she's crazy. And, yeah. It's, she's nasty. It's literally and mean. just in her mind. But she's it's, not. Oh, God, she's, she's literally the worst. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Sarah T says, would the other end of a puking pastel also cure a hangover? I don't know, but I feel like I couldn't I, I feel like I couldn't put the, the second half down. You know what I mean? That's why it says force down. Yeah. Can you force? Like, but I wonder if it's no. continuously like I would never gross. pick that like one. Gro- like just continuous or if it's like vomit and it's a little bit and because like <laughs> you really I'm sorry. You really don't have like once your stomach is empty, like and then the dry heaves, you know what I mean? Like that's because they're. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. The heaves. I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. What if you never take the purple part? You're just gonna be vomiting forever. Yeah, I think so. And that's like dangerous. And then you die. Correct. And then yeah, you, you die. just get an IV. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you should still eat. Next question comes from Miffany. Best beverage for swish and sip. What's your favorite thing to drink? Uh, vino. I was talking to Tiffany. Oh. Uh, vino. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or a daiquiri made by Madi. I highly mm. enjoy me a rum and coke. Mm. Are we talking alcoholic? Yeah. yeah. You can't ask me because it depends on my mood. Coffee. Sometimes it's <laughs> wine. Sometimes it's a Rita. Sometimes um, yeah, it's a Yeah, honestly, beer. it kind of depends. Like lately, I've been digging the wine. The but vino. I love a good red vino. wine, a good dry white. Uh, a good dry I've red. been really yeah. loving the cheap Aldi wine. It's the best. <laughs> Winking owl. Yeah. Um. Every time I've had it, it's been too sweet. But I haven't had like I haven't bought it. But they to get... have even their Pinot well, is good. I've heard I've heard mm-hmm. good things about. I, I just like hate their... sweet wine. It's just not for the me. The Pinot Grigio like... is not. I'm sweet. not a sweet it's person. Crisp. Uh, like drinking it. wise, like even. I just don't care for that. Um, today I have water and I had a coffee, but it's gone. You had a lot of coffee. Today I had coffee. I had two things of it. I didn't even drink. That was the only coffee I had today. Was had that a one. giant coffee. That's a venti. It's giant. It's only 20 ounces and it wasn't full and half of it was light. So that really wasn't that much coffee. That's true. Okay. Next question also comes from Miffany. Recap your best day at Universal. Haven't had it yet. What? <laughs> Sucker. Uh, I really liked when I surprised you guys. That was surprise. like a nobody, nobody knew I was coming. Mm-mm. I did call it because I'm a seer. I think because I was asking too many questions and you I kind were, of regret it. You were being too like. Tell me when you get here. Too Tell me when you do this. Keep me updated. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are taking forever. Well. It's called traveling. Sorry. I can't control the plane. I didn't fly I it. can't control how long it takes for our luggage to come out. I feel like wasn't your friend walking real slow. I feel like that was one of the things you guys were waiting on him. He well, he took a long time to get off the plane. We were he like, did. and then Tiffany like forgot that he was with us. And she was like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, um, Ezra. And she's like, don't tell him. Well, he wasn't. Well, now he's going to listen us. to it. Maybe probably he, he's not, not going to listen. Everybody's going to tell him. 
<laughs> they're not gonna, gonna tell rat me guys, out you guys are good you're not gonna tell them but that was a good that was a great time that was good and honestly i needed to get the heck away from my family I, because woof yeah i'll tell you this i slept on the floor for what three four nights <sighs> not cool i enjoyed the day that we it was one of one of those days the day we sat and just tried food Yes. I want butterbeer ice cream so, so bad. bad. Oh, I know. I know. It was so good. That's something obviously I love. Very sweet. I don't care how sweet your ice cream is. Oh, oh. God. It's so creamy and good. I bought some Ben and Jerry's today. And, like, literally, they can have all my money. I literally way. can't wait <laughs> to go home and eat it. Can we go buy some? I bought Americone, I, I think. Is that the one with Stephen Colbert get. It? You got to get tonight, though. Yeah, but isn't that have peanut butter and stuff in it? It has peanut butter cookie dough i think i don't care for peanut butter no maybe not it, it has, has something with pe- dough it has it. something with peanut butter in it but i also it's didn't fantastic. see that one and then i bought i bought another flavor and i can't remember oh coffee ice cream it's from ben and jerry's i don't remember it's called i like fish food too coffee ice cream with that sounds so bad and Take brownie chunks netflix and chilled is my dream yeah. netflix and chilled what's is really in that because i looked I think at that it one might have peanut butter that's why i didn't pick it up yeah i'm not a huge so check out the peanut tonight dough fan. again because it might not have it i, I guarantee you it does i don't know but it's well good. you could i mean you have the internet in front of you i think that my <laughs> i it's kind of like i kind of separate my universal memories between like me and katie memories and then like swish memories mm-hmm. lame also can i chunk i almost said chunk in because i'm reading chunk (laughs) (laughs) chime in it says the extra chunky concoction combines chocolate and caramel ice cream which sounds like a dream um with chocolate chip cookie dough which i love peanut butter cookie dough which i don't super care for and a crunchy chocolate cookie swirl i will i would try it it's really good um i need me some ice cream right but i got the americone right Um, so my favorite swish universal memory is definitely sarah surprising us because i was clueless i heard tiffany say it but i was just like yeah whatever like this no i was convinced <laughs> that like i was convinced that tiffany was gonna cry and megan was gonna be like i knew it and then it turned out <laughs> the t- other way tiffany around. was like i knew it and megan cried <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then my favorite me and katie memory you're is... gonna steal both my faves go ahead though I'm just is, the best. Is the day that we got our photos taken in our wedding garb at Universal. That was fantastic. I like that you call it your wedding garb. Garb. Well, what is it called? Our wedding outfits. I don't know. My wedding dress. I loved walking around Universal in my wedding dress and literally feeling like a princess. Like, people just... We got so much free butterbeer stuff. They gave us free butterbeer. <laughs> they gave us free ice cream. They gave us front row access to Gringotts. We got to ride it twice. We got to ride the castle twice. We didn't even have to get off. We got to... We got to have our own cart in the um, train, and they literally like took us up and walked us right on one. It was just fantastic. It was awesome. Those are both my two favorite memories. Wedding too. swag. I like that. Wedding swag. Like swag. Wow, you rode the worst ride in the world two times in a row. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great, and we got the photos for it. <sighs> Although they did not give those to us for free. No, Riding no, no, no. Hagrid was so much fun, but I felt like even waiting in that line wolf. was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. It went fast. And the girl, and I forget her name, who let us go and oh, go to the bathroom yeah. and come back. Gosh, Praise I, I would have peed had I not went to the bathroom. Yeah, I think I had to pee the entire time I was in line. Probably. Yep. Well, we I'm drank so much water. Like you were sweating I, so much. Well, I'm very. Um, well, we sat in that dragon like room I'm for a very, long time very conscious of like you need to drink because you're going to be sweating it out 
And if you sweat out and you're not putting bringing enough in, like that's bad news bears. You're going to get so sick warm. and it's going to ruin your whole day. Your whole day. I mean, we did see someone get like pet, like they had to bring her up to a fan. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I hope she's okay. The only I thing is, is happen to us. We didn't see the water. end of that queue. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually cool because we got to see it the next the end of it oh it. i get what you're saying we missed the whole last room of the queue yeah it's neat yeah. there's like stuff going on above you but like other than that there wasn't really anything it's really loud in there it is very loud in the last room but next question comes from meganisius <laughs> are you as critical of people's behavior in real-time life as you are of characters such as malfoy or snape absolutely yes. yeah your yeah. personality yeah. determines who you are and that's how I'm judging whether or not I'm going to hang out with you. Yeah. Personality. If you're being shady, I think you should be called out. If I'm being shady, I think I should be called out. I think especially in this climate, it's really important to hold people accountable. Absolutely. You need to. Especially because as we were talking earlier, even family, certain things are taught and hard to unteach yourself. And sometimes you don't realize you're being a certain way until someone goes, hey, did you think of this? And you go, oh, no. And then Mm -hmm. that's how you learn and grow. It's really great. If you decide to listen yeah if you don't listen then be open-minded when people are yeah saying things because you have your point of view and they have theirs you don't have the same experiences as other people so you don't know where they're coming from yep empathy empathy, empathy. come on jeez another question from meganisius that makes me think i'm a pokemon every time <laughs> name What's a pokemon snapes a pikachu favorite shampoo brand what's that one you hate Pantene. There it is. You said it was such what disdain. About, what about when I, Pantene? I don't hate it as much as I hate Pantene. When I found out after going to hair school, my mom had Pantene in her, I almost called it a refrigerator, in her shower. I literally was like, get out. I don't know how true this part is, but allegedly people were able to make a candle from all the wax that's in Pantene. That's what is, makes your hair feel so great because it's wax covering your hair. I don't like. I think that Snape's favorite shampoo brand. If I the when I was um, I have a really good answer. When I you like if I shop at Target, I love Tresemme. I won't lie. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I like, but I don't use that stuff anymore. All right, what is it, Lily? Uh, Snape's favorite shampoo brand is definitely Lando Lakes. Butter. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, because it adds grease. I thought you were gonna say like an oil brand or like extra virgin olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hold on, no Bertoli. (laughs) You guys are out of your mind. (laughs) Crisco. Terrible. I can't believe it's not butter. If you put like olive oil in your hair, like a hair mask, it's supposed to be nice for your hair. I mean, not just straight oil, but like you can mix it with things. I he probably prefers hair mask canola oil. <laughs> be nice. Oh, oh, I am. Empathy. <laughs> I am not an empathetic person. Pam. <laughs> Katie Cheesmo asks Do you think Umbridge had a bad upbringing like Malfoy, and that's a contributing factor to her evil? I don't know necessarily. It was like, well, it was like parent versus parent. It was, like, it was so like, but didn't yeah. so her dad was a wizard, right? And her, his mom, her mom was, I think, a muggle. Because her brother was a squib, right? And she so she's half half blood or whatever they're called. Yes, that's right? right. Yeah. Um, and then they split because the dad didn't like the fact that his son was a squib. I think. And yeah, like, and the mom supported but, the son. But also, like, 
if you're mad about the whole blood status, why did you marry her? Yeah. Um, I, in my head canon is no, I think that, yeah, I think like parents splitting up is going to affect you. Um, but I think that her choices are her own and she chose to maybe blame the fact that, um, her brother was a squib and, you know, her mother being a muggle contributed to all the negative things in her life. So yes, she is a product of her environment in that aspect, but like it could have also gone. When you reach a certain age, you can decide whether or not you want to learn new things. And she clearly decided not to. Yeah. So. But also we like we don't know like how terrible her dad was if he completely was also like Yeah. You know, wizards are better, he's a squib and that's horrible. And so maybe she just took with that and ran and continue to be like, I I don't want because Voldemort did the same thing kind of where some like, people just never grow from that. Is a half blood. Mm-hmm. But he is trying to be like, oh, only pure bloods are cool. Well then you're not cool, so why are you in the club? Get out. Yeah. I mean, they literally did the same thing. And she was even lying to the point in Deathly Hallows when we yeah. see her with Slytherin's locket around her neck. Had she known what it was, said, what was she, right. a Selwyn or Slewin yeah. or something mm-hmm. of this nature? Yeah. Hag. Um, <laughs> Katie Cheesemo also asks, on the subject of cats, does Umbridge own one? I hope I don't not. Think she does. I bet she doesn't. I bet you she I think she likes the, the idea. She thinks that they're going to make her likable. She thinks that... Um, they add gonna, like a softness to her, and they don't. You're nasty. Can you like, see her taking care of like something? Some, I feel like not. I don't know. I guess because I don't know. Cats are sassy, cats. but they're loving. So loving. I think it depends on the cat. And then they're I'm also sure the ones that smack stuff off your counter. Your but like, if you look today. at the cats that are like in her office, none of them are like the sassy. They're the mew mews. Yeah. yeah, they're very like sweet, cute. Your daughter looked I'd... me in the eye and smacked my keys off the table today. Good for her. <laughs> I was like, ah, and then I had her. I'm like, can you pick those up? Thank you. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Next question comes from Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> Name which swishers you think have taken over your handle. Wait. I, I know. Oh, God. I don't know. Sarandon. Susan, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, yeah. Almost like Suzanne Summers. <laughs> Stop. Sarandon is Brandon. Meganesius is Vinny. <laughs> Katie Cheesemo is Marchismo. And Miffany, I'm guessing, is Maui Potter. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, I think I got him. Also, the Danny DeVito memes in the Discord They're chat killing tonight me. are killing Dude. me. Oh, Miffany is wrong. Miffany's wrong. Oh, is it Mia? Oh, oh, Mia. Yeah. yeah, you guys are so oh, did, did you notice that they're all from our houses? Allegedly, <laughs> yes, allegedly. Well, Vinny is a Slytherin. Marchismo is a Puff. Brandon is a Ravenclaw. Allegedly, I just like is Mia allegedly. actually? No, I was she, gonna say. I'm like, I didn't house. think. I didn't think Mia was a Gryffindor because you know <laughs> you needed to be the uh, <laughs> the greatest house. Oh my goodness, you guys are the best. That's so funny. They so. Anybody who's just listening, they like were our personas in the Discord chat tonight, and it was <laughs> pretty hilarious. Great. Pretty great. You guys are like, I don't know. There's just something about our Discord. It's better than everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys spelled out Brandon with your questions. That's get. Out. I told you. Did I not just say they were better than everybody else? <laughs> oh my god. I don't tell lies, y'all. 
You guys, oh, God. we aren't that smart. We're not that smart. <laughs> I would be locked out of my common room every night. <laughs> you could come sleep in mine. Where's the yeah. beginning of a circle, Sarah? It never ends. Oh. There is no beginning or end, I think is what the quote is. I don't know. Oh, they changed back. You guys rule. You guys are silly. <laughs> um, okay, Brandelli asks, what is your favorite chapter art? Do you know? No. There's map one. The Marauders map one is cool. Um, I, I believe also enjoy the rat, cat, and toad. Cat, the, rat, and dog. Yeah, that one. I don't know what I was um, thinking, but the rat, cat, and toad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's That's the Whomping Willow. <laughs> the eye of the snake is pretty cool. Mine is the it's Deathly the Hallows uh, paper symbol. My tattoo is loosely based oh, off yeah. that. Um, drawing. that drawing loosely based isn't it like pretty identical to no it's i have like a- the deathly hallows on your body and it's also on the piece of paper but no it's like not even and it's got a bunch of lines coming off of it it's not a perfect one yeah, like yours like is sketchy. yours know, is a perfect yeah so why are you saying i like you you're like it's loosely based it's it is solidly based on the same deathly hallow symbol <laughs> that is on that piece of paper it's just there's so many versions of the deathly hallow symbol though i would say like a different version would be like a completely different design of it being like the one that's <laughs> is com- my question is this something worth arguing over to each yes, their so own about ma'am <laughs> i don't even know tiffany's tattoo okay next question two puff puff jess what would happen if Umbridge was at Hogwarts during the Marauders era? And fun fact, Brandon pointed out that she actually was. She was a second year when they were seventh years. If she was an but, educator, they would have chased her oh, out. Oh, yeah. man. They would have pulled Weasley times 10. Oh yeah, my God, I that agree. Been so great. I need someone to write a quick little short story fanfic as if that were to happen. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Please send it our way. Yeah, I need it. The last question comes from Brandelli. How did Sirius know she was there? I think he probably saw just saw it. And Wait, knew say to it like again. Get oh, I think he could feel it. Like, how did him? Sirius know? Yeah, I think that like he could. Um, I wonder if he if could hear all her. Connected, you know what I mean? And she's trying to like mm-hmm. figure it out. He might yeah. have like felt something that wasn't normal to the yeah. flu calling. Um, and her grubby little fingers, maybe. <sighs> Touched one of his locks. Ugh, she's gross. Ugh. He felt a draft. Hey, yes, if, Courtney. If I don't go to the station soon. All right, all right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Fan story comes Fan from story. Sarah. And I You're had welcome. to point out the subject of this email because it says, Where have you been all my life? But really. <laughs> Yo, Sirson Flick. My cousin, Dana Drutzler, which I think I just butchered, but. I know that name. Thanks for sponsoring the latest episode, Cuz. Told me about your podcast a few weeks ago, and I've been binging it ever since. To put this into perspective, I've listened to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in about two weeks' time. No regrets. Oh, my lord. I became a patron, <laughs> but I have yet to listen to the Felix Files, but I'm so pumped to hear your thoughts on our favorite man to feel all kinds of waves about Snape. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Megan has feelings. <laughs> my Potter story. Full disclosure, I have a terrible memory. Me too. I can't honestly remember the first time I read one of the books or watched one of the movies. However, I have loved the world that J.K. Rowling created because it allowed me to live someone else's life when living my own was too much to bear. I have no memories of my mother ever being healthy, and she passed four days after my 14th birthday. Hmm. Since this time, my immediate family has been a great source of turmoil, anger, disappointment, and judgment. The Harry Potter universe allowed me to escape and allowed me to feel loved. 
and to feel as though I belonged, to feel as though I mattered to someone. I've read these books countless times, and now at 30 years old, I continue to continue to do a yearly reread just to feel that sense of comfort that so many listeners understand. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could ever truly verbalize how significant this world is to me. I credit these books with saving my life. I so appreciate your podcast and I find myself literally laughing out loud when you guys get the giggles, even though half the time I have no clue what you're even laughing about. Neither do we. (laughs) I don't think I have laughed as much as I have in these past few weeks of listening. It makes me feel like I have a group of friends around just discussing all the all things Potter. And I can't thank you enough for the work you put into this podcast, into this product. I can tell you care about not only Joe's world, but all of us who are lucky enough to inhabit it. Thank you for reading my story. Quote, of course it's happening inside your head, Harry, but why on earth should that mean it's not real? Best Sarah. That's wait. such a good podcast like quote. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do so love cute. it. Oh, I forgot. My house is Ravenclaw. Woo, 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 woo. My Patronus is a shrew. Sigh. Oh, look at you guys are like uh, you know, varmint twins. We're still cool. <laughs> <laughs> My wand is ten inches fir wood, unicorn core, and reasonably supple. Additionally, I'm in the Navy and those wow. books have gone on two deployments with me. Nice. The yearly reread waits for nothing. Um, first off, okay, thank you. Thank for you for your, your service. service. Absolutely. Yes. Um I thought about joining the Navy. In the Navy. Incredibly sorry about the loss of your mom. Yes. But yes. super happy that um we can be here for you as well as other swishers and the fandom itself. We know that this fandom is strongest when we are together. So super happy to be there for you. And thank you. I mean you I say it almost every single time like our listeners have no idea like how awesome their words are for us like even just the subject of the email like that just makes me so happy just like reading that the whole yo swish and flick at the beginning like that's awesome and then just even just the words just saying that you appreciate us that in itself is just it's the best it's a feel good I don't have words for it but Thank you. And we are your friends that you can carry around in your pocket. Absolutely. For sure. And we're always here for everybody all the time. (laughs) I think if we actually thin people's little pockets, we'd hang out. (laughs) It'd be so cute. What are we looking at? It makes me think of Picket. We would be like four little pickets. Yes. So now you should draw us as bow truckles. It would be be Ticket, Micket, Kicket, and Stick It. it. Draws bow truckles. Draws his bow truckles. I love it. I have two jokes today. Ooh, tell me a joke. I'll tell the Potter-related one first. No, do the other one first. Yeah. All right. I hope I don't. Screw Are you embarrassed? We'll end it on a Potter note, but this okay. joke is hilarious, and we can shout out that uh, Amazon device woman. Yes. For... I asked her for a food joke today, just randomly. Thank you for not saying her name. Well, you know, I, I don't, don't want to. I don't have one down here, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. she'll go off. Well, no, but if anyone's listening, like, out loud, Uh, I say it, you know? Yell it. (laughs) How or where does Spider-Man prepare his food? In a web of lies. I don't know. On his Weber grill. (laughs) (laughs) You thought that was hilarious? I laughed so so hard. Like, seriously? Laughed. (laughs) You guys are dorks. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay, <laughs> Harry Potter grill. I mean, joke. <laughs> Harry Potter grill. Why is Mad Eye Moody such a bad teacher? I don't really know, him. Katie. Why? Because he can't control his pupils. 
Because I think you can control his at least one. Oh, I guess you can't. You can't control Katie. Your oh man, that's not terrible. Good night for jokes. Katie got jokes. <laughs> jokes. All right, Megan, your feet. <laughs> You're like this is like someone's hands. I clap my feet all the time. Yeah, I, I literally just like I, my feet were like this for like forever, and then I just decided to like hold my feet together oh, like funny. they're holding hands. Um, anyway, jokey white back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, but so funny. Sorry, babe. Did you guys know that you can follow us on Facebook? No. What we have a Facebook. It is Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a group, Swish and Flick Podcast group. I've also been putting out vlogs on our youtube we have a youtube channel it's called swish and flick podcast super easy same as all of our other social media things um youtube.com slash swish flick cast and we have been putting out vlogs from like our travels last year with like our meetups and our time in New York, seeing Cursed Child, seeing Puffs, going to Universal. So if you guys want to watch our vlogs, they are on our YouTube channel. Give me you feels. Can, it's been fun to edit them. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SwishFlickCast. And you can follow all of your hosts on social media. So myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, Can you we, say it properly, please? O'Malley. Malio. <laughs> Ooh, wait, what is your name? Uh, wait, what's Brandon Nardnob, backward? Right? Nardnob. No, Nod, 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 yeah, so if you we like to go on, we actually didn't go on Instagram live today. Usually we do before we record, but usually we try to go on Instagram. Um, so if you turn notifications on for that whenever we go live, you should be notified. And then lastly, if you would like to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast and you can choose your different level. I'm super excited to get these Phoenix Plus boxes out. Oh my God, I'm so I want all the stuff. Yeah, I'm everything pumped. except one item is ordered, but that item should get ordered like this weekend. And um, it's a good one. Oh, I'm so I like excited. it. And the, what I like about this one, this is going to be my only my only little clue is that it's a good mix between a theme and some other cool stuff. Yeah, it's just like it's just a good mix. I am excited for all the items for myself. It's if a I'm solid being box. And when you get your box, please. Like send, tag us, yeah, tag us, us, send us a picture. It. We'll share it. Yeah, yes, I want to yes, see yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Get it up, set up all fancy schmancher. Send it to us on Instagram so we can share it in our stories on Twitter, even on Facebook. Email us pictures that you get and we'll share them. Yeah, it'd be awesome. We love seeing you guys get excited about getting them whenever you do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Tiffany, what you up to, girl? Swimming. You're summering it up. I am. It's I not even summer. Swimming every day. Um, trying to read two books. Oh, you actually, I'm. The Wheel of Time. Yes, I've started it. I'm not very far, but I'm very into it. I am reading 
the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So it's basically a Megan book. Um, <laughs> I, do you think I'd like it? Yes. Okay, I need to read it. I, I have it on my Kindle. I just need to do it. So I'm like physically reading uh, The Eye of the World and then I'm listening to The Hunger Games one, which I didn't think I liked the narrator at first. Not narrator. Is it narrator? Yeah, narrator. You call him narrator? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was just thinking, because like narrator, you know, when you think of a play. They say narration by Jim Dale. So yeah. Narrator. It's not Jim Dale. <laughs> no. I, he's cool. <laughs> I actually, I thought I didn't like his voice at first, but it's Santino Fontana. I don't know if that's like a person like that's famous or anything, because I don't know famous people really that well. <laughs> Sarah does. I what? You know celebrities and things. Oh, is it a celebrity that's reading it? I have no idea. Oh. Thank you for listening to my life. Sorry. Santino Fontana. I don't know. But I enjoy it now. Like it, it the, their voice grew on me. So doing that. But I'm like really, really into that songbird one. It's like good. It's like really I think I do know. <laughs> It's like it's Sorry. I will I won't spoil it obviously for anybody but I will say it's a lot more brutal than I remembered the Hunger Games books to be. Just They're pretty brutal. This is like new level. You see how they get to that brutality. Oh Oof. yeah. Blah. So I just interesting. can't wrap my head around like that. It's bananas. It's crazy. Glad it's like not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've been doing bar and I lifted today for the first time in a while and it felt so good. Do you, do you want to know who that is? Sure. He's Hans yes. and Frozen. Yes. Oh He's my. also been, um, my Maybe crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Does it sound like Hans? I don't who know. Who is this Hans? Who is this Hans? He's I'm also so... in my crazy ex-girlfriend. Great show if you like it. If you like singing in musicals and it's very good. Oh my gosh. So cool. Oh, oh my God. But yeah, no, just, you know, going to celebrate Father's Day for Martin this weekend, even though I already gave him his gift like two months ago. It's fine. You get a kiss. That's all. That's it. That's. I mean, what else am I doing? I'm playing, playing with my daughter, hanging out with my husband. Been playing Breath of the Wild still. I'm just milling around, doing whatever. Not going to finish the game yet because I don't want to. That's all. I am killing life on eBay. (laughs) So I've been selling so much stuff on eBay. It feels so good. We're trying to just like pare down our stuff. It's really hard. If it anyone is has any tips, hard. for the love of God, please. Honestly, Honestly like, why am I so attached to things? Like, I just it. am so attached to things, and I don't know why. It's like dumb. It's so like, hard. like I and I think that I think that I figured it out. Katie and I were talking. We're like, why is it so hard for us to get rid of clothes? And I was like, it's because we buy clothes from memories. A lot memories. of the times, we'll like. Anytime we go someplace, we'll buy a T-shirt or we'll buy a crew neck or whatever. And it's like, we need to stop doing that so that it's more, it's not as difficult to the get rid of items. memories are up Just here. buy, honestly, if you're like buying things because you're like magnet. on a vacation, I would say a Christmas ornament. ornament. Yeah. Ornament and magnets are like my new go-to now. 
or pins. You can put them on like a pins. cork board. Yeah. yeah. I literally I, won't uh, let myself buy crew necks anymore because I don't need them. And so uh, the woman with the brand new crew neck in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's supporting someone I love. Correct. Well, two people I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. We're just trying to, we're just trying to pare stuff down even more because I just like our apartment that we live in now, we never fit into it. Like, and we never cared to time, try because we yeah, didn't like, like it. We never fell in love with the apartment once we moved in. So like, we just never felt the need to like get comfortable there because as soon as we moved in there, we basically were like, we're moving out of here. So like so many things stayed in boxes and, and, but then now it's like, now it's time to like move again. And we're like, I haven't touched this stuff for a year. Do I really even need it? Correct. So we're just trying to be like realistic with like what we're keeping and like what we're not. Marty went and cleaned out that back room and I wasn't here. And he's like, I don't even want you to see things to think that maybe do I'll that. do whatever, whatever. Get rid of my books. Get rid of all your books. No, but like that's what like sometimes like I just get in get in moods mm-hmm. and I not throw away because I donate everything mm-hmm. because like we well, never know what taken, someone else you know what I mean. I've taken five car maybe loads more. to Goodwill, maybe more, like full packed car that loads. Much space. I, I don't want to tell you how many bags of stuff I got rid of. It's insane. Like I've donated over fifteen bags of clothes to a Goodwill. Yeah, <laughs> between the two of us, goodness. like and like even like I had it's like just, like furniture-ish type items and like little handbags like i i don't use that like when i go places where like you get like a wedding per se i don't i maybe because like for the last five years i've been in almost every single wedding that i've been at so like i'm most of my stuff like i have like a big bag of stuff because i'm more than likely going to be doing my own hair and makeup so like I don't have a little purse, so I haven't used a little purse. I'm like, why do I have all of these things? I'm like, half of these are colors I would never even use. Yeah. I'm like, why do I? Why do I own you? Get rid of you. Donate. I don't need you. All these shoes I buy don't need you. And then I bought a lot of shoes, but I need a ton of shoes for work. So. But like at the same time, it's okay to like get rid of things and replenish your wardrobe. It's just you have to have that constant cycle of like cycling things out. Like yeah. I was looking in my closet and I'm like, I've had this dress for no joke ten years. It's time for it to go. I oh, see, but I have some stuff that like I won't not won't get rid of, but like I have dresses that like I'll still wear to this day, even though I've had them. Yeah, I mean, like years. there are some, but then there's like there are just a couple in there where it's like I've had this for so long, and like I would rather just like get something fresh, you know. Yeah. So My just, style has changed so yeah. much. So yeah. I've been um, every time I get rid of my clothes, I give them to a friend of mine. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, sometimes it helps having a friend there to be like, get rid of it. You don't need I've that. also That's why I had you over. Tiffany goes through her stuff. I'm like, you don't need it. I've never seen it on you. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Like whenever you pause, I'm like, get rid of it. Just get rid I've of it. all I've realized since doing this, though, that um, clutter gives me massive anxiety. It does me as well. It brings me so, down. Yeah. Really. It just like when when the bring me down when the apartment is like in massive disarray which like it kind of is right now just because we're like going through so many things and trying to get rid of so much stuff it literally just like puts me in a bad mood immediately i'm just like i well, just want to come space. home have there be nothing anywhere and relax in the living room like oh my god that's just all i want in life right now so it's just going to feel so good when we actually fit into where we're living. I Honestly, just can't wait. Like when my countertop is clean. Oh, it feels so good. And when so my good. floors are 
are free and I get of so clutter. mad at myself when I let it get that way, and I'm like, you know how much this gives you anxiety. Why you I, give it to it like you gotta pick it up as you go. <laughs> I know, but honestly, like I found, like after I had Alana, there was stuff, and it literally like made my chest feel tight. Yeah. And I told Marty, I was like, we have to. So he would like help me out and, and whatever, but like literally couldn't have anything like around me. Yeah, I feel I've it. gotten a lot like better since, but it was real. Yeah. Katie, do you have anything different going on than me? <laughs> uh, just embracing a lot of change coming up really soon. Yeah. And. Oh, there was something and I forgot. It's it. going to be oh. great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Accurate. I collected all eight gym badges. So I'm on my way to the championship. Woo. Go, babe. Yep. I can't Who's wait for her to finish so that I can play it. I'll what send it to you. Because I can't think of it right now. Okay. <laughs> What's a Pokemon? It's a Pikachu. You have Chortle. I remember him. It was Choodle. And now it's oh. Dreadnought. <laughs> Chortle. I'm going to eat my pants. Score bunny. I almost said, I think I know that one. Mm. <laughs> it's not even a Pokemon. Chortle? Oh, Choodle. yeah. Choodle. Oh, Choodle. Choodle. Can you get serious Choodle. right now? I'm sorry. Choodle. Oh, hold on. Can we pause and do. talk about Pokemon Snap, dude? Ooh, so, so excited. I can't wait. You take pictures of Pokemon. Get it's my the best. God, I'm so excited. <sighs> That was my life as a child. There was um, all the pictures of it was back Pokemon? when I with what your game system. <laughs> I had my first apartment up here, and Marty and I stayed up all night, and we we ate pizza and we beat the game all the way through, and That's it awesome. was just so. I, I mean, I have it down here. It's it was so much fun. It's gonna be so awesome with all the new Pokemon and everything, though. To like get all the new pictures, it's gonna be so fun. Pokemon Snap. Mm -hmm. all right salsa um i'm not doing anything uh i'm taking the test in july to apply to the nursing program so hopefully i do well on that go 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 um and then i just asked you guys to just keep my family in your thoughts and prayers absolutely that's about it that's about it she's been swimming as well yeah and reading and bleaching her hair yeah. <laughs> so she yeah. has been doing it some looks, things. I look a little Malfoy at this moment in time, I which like I did it. on purpose, but knowing in about a week it's going to be like prime where I have a little bit of a root. Um, We're so. going to be having a brunch. Yeah, so we're going to for Father's cook. Day. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Well, if you're on Discord, we'll uh, be back tomorrow. And don't. It's not going to be four and a half hours again. And if it is, I quit. We got things to do on Saturday. We have plans tomorrow night. Remember, guys? We do. We oh, do. have ice cream. It's going to be the second we're never getting ice cream episode. And we all know it. Well, oh, we're getting we could ice cream. order them beforehand and pick and it up. And put them in the freezer. Yeah. So, so that we, we could do our Sunday have. thing. <laughs> but it's kind of a fun challenge. I agree. To like. I thought we were sure doing that I don't with know the party. I don't know if, can you just pop it up? Oh, we could do that, too. I don't care. No, it, we need to no, get honey hook. We need to have a hard deadline. deadline. Yeah. Otherwise, we're never getting ice cream. We're gonna get ice cream. We're, we're gonna <laughs> totally get ice cream. It won't tomorrow. be four hours, so it'll be five. <laughs> Don't even start, you guys. Two. We're I'll give you chapter. Tomorrow. I'll give you two hours. Um, it's gonna be episode one hundred and fifty. I know what? that's a super. Yeah, it's a super. You big have deal to get ice tomorrow. cream. 
Yeah, we need ice cream. Come on. It's a celebration. Oh, it's not coming out. Um, this is coming out on our birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been cool. Happy Dang. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to Swish. You. Anybody want to listen to Radio and Disney Alana? as a child? <laughs> yeah. I once did I ever tell you, I, I'll I, have I used to try it. calling in to Radio Disney every day. I'd get home. <laughs> I remember being oh, at my I grandma's house Radio Disney. asking her if I could use the phone. And then calling it a radio Disney. And then the one time I could he I was listening to the radio on my phone and on the radio. And I got so freaked I hung up. <laughs> I could have been on the radio. I've never was on been radio on the radio Disney once. No. Mm. I was on Radio Disney once. I wasn't on Radio Disney, but I've been on the radio before answering questions about teaching. Cool. You want to hear something funny? My mom wanted to do a commercial. I think for a hospital. And she had to go into a radio station, like record it, and then they gave her a Trace Adkins. Um, CD and she's like here do you want this and I think it was like his chrome CD is chrome the, it was the what is what is that lyric something every blah 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 chrome is that how he says it alright we have to end this episode well I hope you enjoyed yourselves I hope you're all well and yeah I don't know if the next episode is going to be half a chapter or a whole chapter because I'm not done with the die <laughs> so that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down <gasps> amazing just in my voice <laughs> She's gonna murder. It's the murder. I think it's the first one, but she's just acting tough. Something loud, and I'm singing. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you know that Lizzo song like I do my hair toss check my nails, check my nails. our friend's mom thought she said I do my hair toss and shave my legs <laughs> <laughs>